On this week's show, weighing in at a combined 817 pounds, Joey Mills, Kenny Wright, Dusty Stafford, and Odin, Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. All right, well, welcome to Pop Goes the Culture Podcast for Saturday, April the 7th. We are just a few guys from the Midwest talking pop culture news, telling stories, taking your comments, and whatever. You can tell from the intro, this is WrestleMania weekend, so this is our pro wrestling show. I am, as always, Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. On my left on the couch is... Kenny Wright with Freedom Hydrographics. Over in the captain's chair is... Dusty Stafford with Stafford Lawn Care. And in the co-pilot's chair sitting there is... Is Odin. I'm not on the tech anymore. I'm now part of the <laughs> we show. We got him a chair so and moved him around so to the front of the room. takes over when I'm too drunk to fly the plane? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> co-pilot. He, he's kind of with Freedom Hydrographics, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> grab, grab this stick, son. <laughs> Pull so back this way a little bit. oiled up swimsuit wrestling competition? <laughs> not this week. Oh, I'll be back next week. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, what's been going on this week, fellas? Oh, me, I'm knee-deep in a 100 hard hat order still, so I'm wrapping that up hopefully this week and getting some other projects that my film finally came in for so I can actually get those going. So. How about you, Dust? Me, uh, the mowing season has officially kicked off. Well, so. that ain't you have to, <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. You have man. to wait till the snow thaws before you can oh, mow no. somebody's yard? Oh, no. Last week, I mowed uh, like 22 yards in two days, so... I had to. Crazy. You have this little small gap of rain. You get. You can fit in some mowing days, and before it's going to turn cold and nasty again. So yeah, you're like worked from the sun up till the sun goes down, and for two days in a row, and get everybody caught up. But it's. Oh, uh, I, I'm driving all over Springfield. Everybody and their monkey. If they own a business mowing, they were out mowing. Oh like, yeah, all over town. I was like, holy crap. Odin, what have you been up to this week? Um, working on hats with uh, Kenny over there, and uh, I just get what? general school stuff. My name. <laughs> <laughs> you have to call him by the first name. It's now. not Your dad father. anymore. <laughs> it's not dad. It's, it's, Kenny. it's Kenny. On the show, it's Kenny. <laughs> it's Kenneth. <laughs> Gotta keep f- professional. Come on, guys. There you go. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance. Professional about this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I had a chance to uh, do a little interview. We were checking out the video of that earlier. We'll talk a little bit about that more because we are going to throw that up as a second uh, bonus episode on Monday. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. First, let's jump into the headlines. Man, it's been a long week. It's been. It has not felt. It felt like it's been longer than a week since Easter and everything and April Fool's Day. It has been a very long week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the headlines here. There was a, a college basketball national championship game was on Monday night, and God, that feels like it was three months ago. Uh, Drew's pick Villanova won the title, so we need to. Uh, if we're going to put his, money on stuff, yeah, we need to get him in here next year, and uh, we'll put some money down. Uh, we are going to try. I've been looking at some things. Maybe try to get some additional uh, episodes. I'd like to crank up maybe like a, a sports episode every week. So, uh, so if I can find somebody that is connected to the world of sports that can come in like on a Monday and record a short show on sports. Because I know uh, after the uh, show we had Drew come in here and kind of break down the college basketball stuff. I know we had some positive response to that. Because there are some sports fans out there, just not in this room. So if we can start putting together a sports show, that way uh, might might appeal to another group of people out there that don't 
really care so much about the other stuff. In addition, maybe we are going to put together a few other things. Uh, I know Wednesday is New Comic Book Day, so if we can find somebody in the world of comics that wants to talk about what's out on Wednesdays at the comic store, then, you know, we could put that together as its own episode uh, every week. Uh, Same thing with, like, films. If we want to talk about what's new at the box office, wouldn't hurt my feelings if somebody that ran a movie theater or something wanted to do a short, you know, Wednesday, Thursday segment. If we can put together more small segments that are specialized and then still do this big catch-all on Saturday and do our video games and stuff on Tuesday like we're already doing, why try to pump as much specialized content out there and then let us do our thing here on the weekends. Uh, Very nice. So if that's the case, if there's some folks out there that are connected to any of those or has an interest in any of those and just thinking about podcasting, let us know. Uh, I'll be reaching out to some people over the next couple of weeks as well to put that together. But if that's something that interests you, uh, shoot us an email or talk to us on social media. Speaking of midweek show, I'd like to give a shout out to Cinnamon. <laughs> doing okay. I've seen you since Comic-Con. <laughs> you are like Cinnamon. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> and uh, Dusty, did uh, Peppa ever get a hold of you? <laughs> no, no. I'm still waiting. For, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the dick pic. <laughs> there you go. You may not have to wait long. <laughs> Kenny's on his phone right now. <laughs> uh, moving into some actual headlines. <laughs> the Rogue One screenwriter, uh, Gary Witta, is teasing on Twitter that he is working with the original screenwriter and the rights holder to the last Starfighter film on a potential reboot of that. Um, I know that the guy that wrote Ready Player One wrote a book, uh, Armada, which is basically The Last Starfighter that nobody could get made <laughs> because uh, the guy that owns the rights to The Last Starfighter wasn't playing nice. But apparently now there's some interest, so we may be getting a Last Starfighter reboot, which is kind of cool, kind of fun. That was one of those movies that I dug as a nerd playing game, video games, you know. Now, I liked uh, it. What what exactly is the last Starfire for those over here who have for those that are too young to know, which is yeah. probably Dusty too. Do you, I don't know. What you it remember? Is I remember? Just shut up and <laughs> let them talk. <laughs> let them rant about stuff. Uh, last Starfighter is a film. There's a it's, a it's a but it's a family living in a trailer park. Uh, there's like a which is where all Starfighter start all at. Starfighter. <laughs> it's just like Ready Player One. I'm telling you, uh, gives them that drive. Yeah, yeah get out there's the trailer park. Uh, the uh, trailer park. There's a uh, get any lower than this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we can only go up. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Just get me out of this. Fucking they trailer all park. start in trailer park. Uh, apparently, <laughs> for this story, it does. Uh, there's a, like there's like a convenience store, gas station. It's like the only thing around there, and uh, there's like a video game. Some like kind of like Space Invaders, one of those old school uh, arcade games out front mm-hmm. that is secretly a recruiting tool for some sort of space armada. So the guy that gets the high score on that game gets recruited into so becoming like the last... vibe to it? No, because Tron's supposed to be like set inside the computer, so it's that early computer graphics stuff. Oh, this I has see. got a uh, almost like a Buck Rogers, a wannabe Star Wars kind of feel to it. So. Uh-huh. But it was fun, and they send down like a robot that looks like the guy to replace him and his younger brother's trying to keep the robot out of trouble. You got on that Earth. on DVD we could borrow? No, I don't. <laughs> wow. That, but I, I bet, bet you. my brother does, because that, that was like one of my brother's favorite movies. So I've, I've been wanting to ask him if he knew about this reboot and if he would go see it or not. But my, I bet my brother's got it on DVD. Kenny can bring it in for us. That might be one that we have to yeah. add to Does the. It, uh, was if we it sit down on DVD it. or was it VHS? Oh, that would have been VHS. Oh, well, yeah. I bet I'm sure there's a DVD now. 
we may have to one of these days, like I said, when we run out of content, we can just throw in a DVD so can, and do commentary. Yeah, because those five dollar bins at Walmart was yeah. stocked forever with those old movies like that. Everything we can mystery we science theater, the last Starfighter. That'd be all right. We can That'd do be that. Fun. Uh, cameras are also rolling on Creed Two. Uh, which is bringing Dolph Lundgren's Ivan Drago back to the franchise. He was, if you'll remember, the guy in Rocky Four, the Russian who uh, beat up and killed uh, Apollo Creed in that movie. And, of course, Creed is about his son Adonis. So apparently uh, Ivan Drago is training a fighter from Russia who's going to be fighting uh, Adonis Creed in the second one. Ooh. Different. I, know, uh, I wasn't sure if I was really, you know, that. Inter- I love Creed. I've watched right. it two or three times. It's a good movie. But, you know, when you hear a sequel to something coming, you're like, eh, you know, it's maybe not that good. But with that, that having tie-in. Ivan Drago, you know, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a smart move. I like that. Extra motive and all that. Yeah. It, well, it, I mean, Dolph Lundgren, he was kind of a joke for a while there because, you know, he couldn't really speak English. And he did, you know, the He-Man movie, which is terrible. But he's actually gotten better, I think, as an actor here lately. He was been pretty good in a couple of things as of late he's not direct yeah. to video anymore so well once everybody found out that he was like this super smart yeah and all that they were they took a little more interest in it and i think that may have helped him kind of go hmm, maybe i should do another run of something and yeah like you said probably got some acting you know coaches and stuff like that yeah he's not too bad anymore also, uh, Woody Harrelson is rumored to be in the upcoming Venom movie uh, in the role of Carnage, which is, you know, Venom was a alien symbiote that bonds with a newspaper reporter and turns him into a violent homicidal maniac. And uh, Carnage was an alien symbiote that actually bonded with a insane serial killer in the comics. And so yep. uh, it could be interesting to see Woody in that role because I, I think he could play the... Uh, unhinged <laughs> completely psycho uh, well, character what was the movie uh natural born killers yeah natural born yeah. killers that he was in i mean he got kind of out there in that movie <laughs> yeah. so but i i just don't know if he's the right one or not but i don't know i don't we'll know see. if they try to make it basically the character from natural born killers in a red spandex suit I, yeah. it could come out i don't know it'll be interesting i mean i don't know how much of that will be Showing him, or if it'll be pretty much CGI, oh, well, so yeah. it doesn't matter. He can just lend the crazy voice to it. So yeah. <laughs> uh, while doing press uh, this week for Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg has been discussing Indiana Jones. He believes that this fifth, fifth film in the series is going to be Harrison Ford's last. Um, the third one probably should have been his last because the fourth one is terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, but he also believes that the movie series, the film series, Harrison Ford's uh, Indiana Jones series, will live on after Harrison Ford is retired from the role. Spielberg has even mentioned the possibility of a woman taking on the role. Uh, his quote, we'd have to change the name from Jones to Joan, and there'd be nothing wrong with that, which is kind of squirrely because Jones, Jones is the character's last name, not the first name. Yeah. So I don't know why you would need to call her Indiana Joan, but... Yeah, she could still be Indiana. You'd still be Jones. Yeah, <laughs> so that's weird. I don't know how I feel. I kind of agree with you. I, I don't know that we need another Indiana, Indiana Jones. If we do... I'm good with just the first three and calling it good, forgetting yeah. the fourth one. And I mean, if they do want to make another one, just have him be in it some way if he wants to be, but... You know, kind of like the, uh, like, did you ever watch the Young Indiana Chronicles mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, on TV. Those weren't too terrible. Yeah. So it was nice to have a different take on that kind of stuff, and that's where I think this needs to be, not just Harrison Ford again. We could get the uh, Star Wars 
Sith Lord to play the son of Indiana Jones in the new Indiana Jones. Well, they had uh, what's his name as the son of Indiana Jones in the last one. I don't what think he's going to be back. Uh, what's his name? Guy from the Transformers movies. I don't remember. Uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. I've been. <laughs> Anyhow, terrible actor. Anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Yes, there you go. Thank you. Huh? He, uh, he was Indiana Jones' son in the last one and stunk it up. But he wasn't the only thing wrong with that film, and he wasn't the worst thing wrong with that movie, but he, he's not going to be back for the that's, fifth that's one. That's bad when Shia LaBeouf's not the worst thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is sad. Uh, Yellow Submarine is going to be in theaters again this summer to celebrate the Beatles' 50th anniversary of the uh, film. The remastered version is set to begin screening July 8th, and they've not yet announced participating theaters. But uh, Interesting. Yeah, it could, could be a, the summer of Yellow Submarine again. I don't know that... There's a lot of clamor for that. I don't know that anybody's asking to see that in theaters again, but yeah, it, from, that was on my Christmas. <laughs> from what I remember list. of it, it was wasn't it? that. No, great. I could see that. Yeah, maybe being a documentary about it, but I don't know that you need to it's throw it like up in when theaters the again. Monkeys we did their movie. In a yellow submarine. I mean, it's, it's actually Beatles, a school so. bus. <laughs> what? No, that's the magic school bus. It's not the yellow submarine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Blizzard has announced the latest, uh, the release date for the latest expansion to World of Warcraft. Dusty, August fourteenth. I know it. I know it. I've you already gonna, pre-ordered it. So are you gonna stream tonight? Yeah, we're gonna. I thought we were lining that up. I thought so, we were too. Are we yeah, going we to? Got, okay, I'm, I'm ready. About seven thirty. Yeah, I'm affiliate now, boys. I, I'm the money maker now. <laughs> well, you got to get people to give you money. That doesn't matter. You can receive money. I don't have to worry about how many viewers I have anymore. Yeah, that's all. And now that. anybody that shows up is just gravy. Yeah, they can just give me money. That'd be yeah. all right. Uh, what are we going to do tonight? We're going to do the. Uh, I think we're going to get knock out two mounts with the old R run. Did you get some more recently? Did you get yeah. some brawlers mounts or something? Since no, I talked to you last. No, but you noticed eight more mounts in your uh, thing now. I've been busting my ass. All right. Well, good. Uh, the Harry a lot of, some of them were paid mounts. Oh, well, there I've, you go. I've worked pretty hard, though, getting them. So. We are actually... Uh, 289, I think, or something. So I looked further into it. We're 10 away from 300 total, but also 10 away from the 250 achievement. Okay. So we're actually... Our 300 achievement is not... Yeah, what we think it is. Right. It's actually there's 50 horde mounts that are accounted for. Right. The achievements are based on a character being able to use all the mounts. So every one that we get from now on is the same number away from 300 as it is from 250. Right. So there is a mount we get for 250. Okay. Isn't that pretty much what I told you earlier? No, not. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> no, the Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Mystery Mobile Game that is going to reunite the original cast as voice actors in this game has a release date scheduled of April 25th. I uh, haven't really played a whole lot of in-depth mobile games. Most of them are usually the quick games like, you know, tower defense games I have a Harry or Sudoku. What's that? I have a Harry, you know the scene it uh-huh. movies. I have a Harry Potter on your phone. No, at home on DVD. Okay. The girls play it, and you can't you can't beat Jessica. <laughs> she knows Harry herself. Potter scene it. Cinnamon's got the the lockdown on the oh, Harry yeah. Potter scene it before they even get like three words into the thing. She's already read it and said the answer, so the kids have no chance. I'm like, <laughs> why would they even want to play with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my sister. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. She's got the scene it too. And I think we tried to play it one time. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I don't. I, don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, Universal Studios in Florida. Uh, the past few years, they've 
tricked out their uh, Halloween hol- I'll try that again Halloween Horror Nights uh, Horror with, Night Horror Nights with a yeah. Walking Dead theme this year That's though they are going to break from that and going with a Stranger Things theme so when you go down to Universal uh, Orlando for the Halloween Horror Nights uh, the park will be so I heard the uh, uh, Stranger Things fellas was getting sued you heard what now they're getting sued yeah, the, somebody said that it was his idea, that he told them his yeah, idea. He said that she said at some party that we talked about this thing, and yeah. then all of a sudden... Uh, that happens like, all the to, time. I'm going to have to sue you about that. <laughs> yeah, Anytime something gets popular, that's what happens. Though. Oh, yeah. Somebody shows up and is like, that was my idea. I told them to do that. Yeah. Well, Even you, if you uh, did, it doesn't matter. You laid claim to it back then. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Exa- well, that and... Okay, so you told them that this would be a good idea, but you didn't do anything with exactly. it. So what do you... You know, you didn't go out and get funding. You didn't put together the pitches, and so. Uh, anyhow, the Halloween Horror Nights runs from September 14th through November 3rd. I wonder, uh, I know they're working on a Stranger Things 3, whether it's yeah. they've actually got that going or not, or it's, I'm sure it's at least written and yeah, stuff the, like that. The basic sound. I was wondering how many more of those they've got. Before everybody you know, ages out. <laughs> well, ages out are just people who are like, okay, we're kind of done it. with this, you know. I don't know. Like, I, I'm excited to see a number three. I guess when I see number three, I'll decide. You decide if you need how long can you drag out zombies? Yeah, Walking <laughs> Dead's on episode on season eight. So. Yeah, there but you go. The Walking Dead, if you understand it, you understand that they're going – Almost day to day now, as opposed to weeks or right. months in between. So, if you have the understanding that for us it's been six months, for them it's been six days, you right. know, or something. So, you're in saying that, that Stranger Things needs to backpedal it and get everything wrapped up? Well, in from one what week. I understand, Joey, I thought said that they're jumping. A they're they're bit jumping ahead. up ahead to kind of catch up to the actors' the, growth to the age yeah. bracket. So, yeah. you know. When he said the aging out thing, that's part of it for me too. Is like, okay, how how much longer do we have that they're still cute kids, <laughs> right? And until we like they the adorable. We'll have it until it. they have their own kids. Yeah, or you know, when they're driving, it's not as exciting as when they got their bikes. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different story. Yeah, then. you lose all that, and then you're going to get into the '90s, and then right, you know, how far do you jump ahead again? And now you're in '95, then you're at 2000. You know, yeah, it's like how many, how far can you go with that? You know, so yeah. I don't know. My two cents. Have you guys heard this story? Uh, so Stan Lee, the comics legend, he lost his wife in 2017. Very sad. Since then, uh, he's been accused of sexual misconduct by some of the female live-in nurses that he's had. He's had a string of health scares. He's been hospitalized a number of times. So, In the middle of all this, I guess a longtime business associate of his has been accused of stealing cash from Stan, uh, forging documents to buy property in Stan Lee's name. Uh, And apparently, here's the weirdest part, as bad as all that is, he's been stealing vials of Stan Lee's blood. Okay. So he's taken some of that blood, and whether he's done this or he's had Stan do it, you know, Stan's 95. He's kind of with it, kind of not sometimes. He has his days, just like any 95-year-old yeah. would. Anyhow, some uh, copies of Black Panther comic books have showed up at a Las Vegas uh, comic book store that are signed in ink mixed with Stan Lee's blood. <laughs> That's why I was getting ready to, say, I was getting ready to do a kiss thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put the blood in the well, room. that was like they put the blood in the ink to mass produce the comics, yeah. but here they're signing it in blood, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, so the comic shop was alerted to all this. They pulled the books off. They're not uh, selling them. They're holding them back. 
Um, but Stan Lee apparently has just a shit storm surrounding him with this uh, people trying to take advantage of the guy, I guess, since uh, he's, you know, old and kind of losing, you know, some of his mental facilities. But yeah. uh, it so happens. Got- I mean, we've seen that around here with just, you know. I know with the Hammond situation recently and stuff around here locally. So he got accused of being uh, sexually misconduct with some females too. Yeah, that's oh. people get old, man. They yeah. just you can't. You when know, you quit paying them, they bitch. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a bandwagon that's easy to jump on. Whether it's true or not, it gets your name in a paper and not taking anything away from anybody that's ever had that happen to him because that's that's not right at all. But I don't know. I know old people when they get to a certain age, they they get really racist <laughs> and they get so like, like super perverted. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that's where the mind's going, and they are. I don't know what it is about that, but it seems to be those two things always happen. Well, it seems like when the mind starts to go, all that's really left are those body impulses. You read all the time about like the statistics that show the high rates of. Uh, like venereal diseases in nursing homes and assisting because that's all they have left. You, yeah. you can't think you got nothing to do. They wake up, go down, shuffle down to the cafeteria place, get their eggs that are made from powder and milk. And then they go, fuck. Yeah. So it sounds fine to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> I don't see what you guys have mentioned. About. I'm telling you when the women, they'll only complain when they quit getting a check. If you're writing a check, you'll tolerate some sexual misconduct. <laughs> <laughs> but when the checks end, it's like shit. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out live with it. Yeah, yeah. If they know. think they can get a book deal or interview yeah. on CNN or something, and again, not taking anything away from somebody that's, you know, it's it's happened and it's a bad deal. But I don't know at that point. I, I don't want to say. I don't know how to say this. I don't want to say that. Getting old gives you the right to just do anything you want to. But a lot of people think that right. way. A lot of people think, I'm 95. What the hell do I care? I'll say and do whatever yeah, I, I want. What I are you going to do? die tomorrow. Who really gives a shit? Yeah. But, I mean, it's if it's not like Stan Lee can, like, jump up, hold you down, and, you know, dry hump you or something <laughs> like that. You can pretty much just be like, all right, old timer. Keep your hands but to it, yourself. But if he could, <laughs> we would love to see that. <laughs> That's his cameo in the uh, <laughs> Avengers movie, I think. It's like, oh, he's dry. <laughs> Staley's dry up and Thor's hammer. Yeah, there you go. Dry <laughs> right, I'm, I'm done with that. That's yeah, like, I don't know. That's, That's a touchy subject. <laughs> Uh, the Hollywood Reporter ran a story suggesting that Amazon is going to be paying up to one billion with a B dollars on the upcoming Lord of the Rings uh, TV series for their Amazon Prime Video streaming service. Why not? Yeah, Amazon paid two hundred and fifty million upfront just for the rights to develop the TV series. Uh, as part of the deal, they're required to make five seasons, and production must begin within two years of the deal being signed which is about a year old now, so they got to get moving on that. Uh, reports put the cost of the first two seasons at around $500 million, um, with the $1 billion fig- dollar figure being over the total production cost over the five seasons. I guess they're assuming that most of the uh, building stuff and computers will be done in the first two seasons, and they can reuse some of those assets. Um, that's a lot of money to pay for five seasons of a TV series. Yeah, I don't I mean, care if it is Lord of the Rings. It's, Lord of the Rings made great. some money, but I don't know. Will it, you think a series will... I can't think that people. I, mean, I don't see why not. I can't see people going and getting Amazon streaming TV service 
just for a Lord of the Ring for five seasons of a Lord of the Rings series. Well, I've yeah. never had a Amazon Prime or anything. So yeah, I've got it, yeah. and there's. I'd, yeah, we got the Prime too. Yeah, exactly. but I got it for the shipping, you, you get free it for shipping, two-day shipping. Yeah. yeah, I get it for the free two-day shipping, not for the anything else. Yeah, but it's like, what is it like a hundred dollars a year? Or something? Yeah, but I make that up. If you don't, every time you get something shipped, it's five you, to ten bucks. So. You get the new tick, which is. Yeah. been okay and yeah. have you seen the jean-claude van damme the, no thing? but i've i've heard it was Dude, pretty I'm, good <laughs> i'm telling you watch it give like yourself jean-claude van johnson or something yeah because like yeah. there's some moments in there that just little things he says i literally don't drink nothing because you will spit <laughs> it everywhere it's, it's hilarious because yeah. he he believes in himself and takes himself so serious in this, you know, but that's part of what he's the trying act, to do yeah. for the character. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, back on to the, the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, I know a few people who would probably buy the Amazon stuff just to see the Lord of the Rings. There's, there's, I don't know, there might be... There's a few of them out there, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, it's not as public anymore since the movies are... Yeah. You're not waiting for the next movie, so I guess I really don't know the... I don't have my you know they, the pulse of they they took what should have been a four hours worth of movie and turned it in between that and the Hobbit movies into like what twenty something hours so I can't imagine there's a whole lot of material to mine that, that's that's compelling enough I know there are other books but well I mean they they might do something hour. like uh, since since Lord of the Rings has such a big world they might draw from like other things I don't know. probably but do they you really want to hear the story own, about <laughs> could do their own stories about each separate right but do you area. really care about a story that's not connected to like well, they you know connected they, they show the guy in the pub and then you know that where something happens the guy's at the in the pub and then they go back and show his story about how he's a farmer and well you can't, you can't i mean it, i don't really care about everybody else i care about the story not yeah, everything was pretty much summed up in the movie they <laughs> yeah. took the rain they, they got it as long as the logo's facing out in the pub, they'll get their money back. I don't know, maybe <laughs> so. If they had like a like one season was a murder spree of Gollum, that might be kind of an interesting <laughs> Gollum killing stuff. There, there is like a bunch of like that pre Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, that but could from what cool, I understand, this is not it. This is supposed to be like thing. during the time of. It's not even like the Hobbit. It's like during the Lord of the Rings, like it's, shit that's going on while they're walking to Mordor. <laughs> Like here's well, what's I mean, going on while these guys are walking. Here's what everybody else walking, is fucking doing. So. There's two episodes just the trees walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Takes them a while to get those trees get anywhere. <laughs> All right, let's see. Last bit of uh, headline news. The CW has renewed 10 shows for the next season, including all five of their DC Comics TV shows. Nice. Heard a rumor today that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to get their sixth season as well. Really? That's the rumor that huh. I heard today. I haven't confirmed that yet. Have you been watching uh, Agents of the Shield? I have started it, and then I quit watching it about the time they got back to Earth, to their normal timeline. It. I was worried that once they got back, it would There'd get... Nothing to do. It wouldn't be a lot, but it's actually really good. I, yeah, I've heard it's not bad. I just haven't had a chance to it, sit down and watch it. It does anything. have that feel of, if this is our last two rods... We're going out. <laughs> we're going... We're doing good stuff i mean yeah. there's there's good stuff happening on that so i haven't watched it since season one yeah i didn't Same. watch the yeah, season one because i didn't, couldn't get into well, if nothing it else, it's gotten watch, better, if you decide to watch it watch the uh one with the um what's his nuts the ghost rider yeah, yeah. you'll like season the whole season four. it's really good yeah uh, the Legends of Tomorrow is part of that crew that uh, got renewed by the CW. Their season three finale is Monday night. They'll be the first one to wrap up for the season. And we were talking about that earlier that 
Legends Tomorrow this season has been so good. Yeah, it has. Uh, and ours, we talked about it a little bit at the open, but um, we do have a special bonus episode coming out on Monday, which is the day of the Legends of Tomorrow uh, season finale. I had a chance on Friday to sit down with five, I believe, of the writers of Legends of Tomorrow. So uh, we got to talk a little bit about how their writer's room works, how they put the stories together, how the season's broken down, uh, a little bit about the season three finale, a little bit about maybe what to look forward to in season four. So uh, be sure to look for that on Monday. Uh, It'll be another little short interview bonus segment that heck yeah i can't wait to listen to it yep i bet it's gonna be great it was a good time it was a good talk uh there you know as goofy as that show is you could almost you know i, I was able to video chat with them as i was recording the audio and uh it's kind of funny because you can kind of see some of the characters and some of the interactions on that show in that writer's room yeah like they're they're basically putting themselves into it and it, it was pretty fun to watch that as well so uh, it'll be a good interview i think i'm kind of curious to see what the if they do because uh, Rip keeps uh, talking about how special Ava is. Yeah. And that gets that's brought up like three times this season now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what, what do they have planned for that? more for yeah. her. So. And I guess that actress has been promoted to a regular for next season. So I guess she'll be, whatever she's doing, she'll be on as a regular for the season. She's four. doing Laura Lance. <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Constantine's been promoted to uh, regular for season four, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, Constantine, man, I like when he's on there. Those the problem I have episodes. is that he steals every scene he's in. Yeah. <laughs> so what? How are you, if you make him, if you put more of him in there, it's almost the uh, kind of like Loki in the Thor movies or uh, Captain Jack on those Pirates movies. Yeah. They're really good as a background character, a kind of a shit stir, kind of a move the plot forward. But then if you just focus on them too much, it kind of takes away some of that. You know, if you get too much of them, it's a little much. So it'll be interesting to see how they balance that. And that's one of the questions I asked them in the interview. So be looking for that on Monday. Sweet. In other news this week, uh, Suspect sings the Cops theme song following <laughs> a chase and arrest. <laughs> this is from the Associated Press. A teenager sang the theme to the television show The Cops after he was arrested following a chase in New Jersey. Okay, did he sing the whole thing? Or well, that's the, my like question. The <laughs> it's just <laughs> the chorus. Hawthorne police say... No, the whole cop song? Well, we're going to talk about that. Hold on. Hawthorne police tell the record the 16-year-old was driving a stolen car when officers gave chase on Saturday. Officers pursued the vehicle through a golf course before the suspect bailed out. He can be heard singing on the dash cam video, Bad boys bad boys what you gotta do the teen whose name was not released because he's a juvenile faces charges including eluding resisting arrest by flight burglary and receiving stolen property so who here can sing the whole song or can you just do the chorus i don't think anybody can do i the used whole to song. when it was when cops was popular when it was on all the time uh i think the name of the group was inner circle or something like that was yeah. the who sang it and the lyrics were on the inside of the So you uh, could sing along so with that. If you couldn't see the lyrics, if it wasn't karaoke style, would you have been able to sing it? No, because it also was like, Can you sing the lyrics? No, but I definitely can't. You cannot? No. Well, famously, Martin Lawrence can't either in this scene from Bad Boys. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? The next step is the next, 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 next
<laughs> no one yeah, knows the nobody words. knows the words of that song. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Our next story. Cookies that made daycare staff feel high were drug-free. Also by the Associated <laughs> Press. Okay. Officials say cookies dropped off at a main daycare center that the staff members complained made them feel high contained no illicit substances. About a dozen staff members at Watch Me Shine Daycare in Bangor, <laughs> Watch Me Shine with these really? high-ass cookies. Uh, a daycare oh, in Bangor, God. Maine reported feeling intoxicated February 14th after they ate Valentine's Day cookies dropped off by a parent. The Bangor Daily News reports police seized the remaining cookies for testing. And Sergeant, there was only one left. <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple crumbs in the bottom of the tin. <laughs> Sergeant Wade Betters said Monday that none of the cookies tested positive for controlled substances. Police don't know what caused the staff to feel funny and say and say no charges are pending. The daycare now prohibits outside food for children and staff, and no children ate the cookies. It could be the Demerol that they <laughs> that they give they the kids work that day. Could yeah. be the nutmeg. The so nutmeg give you. A, let me tell you a story. I uh, worked with a lady who had an allergic reaction to salt. She couldn't have salt. So the effects from it, if she did take it, was being drunk. So we salted her shit all the time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and she, she had told us this, and we're like, really, really? You know, so we were all the time, like, she brought her own lunch because she couldn't have salt. So we'd get a little packet, you know, sprinkle a little salt on there. And she was drunk as a skunk the rest of the day. I mean, we've done that eh, at least every other day. <laughs> and yeah. it, it is a real thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, some stuff about that where yeah. people are have an allergy that makes them drunk. So. Yeah. I didn't know well, about salt, but yeah. yeah. Like I said, the nutmeg will do it to you, so. Or this could be... Uh, or, the, yeah. or the eggnog. Or this could just be <laughs> one uh, grumpy person on Valentine's Day who uh, I did, I wanted to blame everybody cookies. for trying to get them high. Oh, they I think there must be marijuana in these the cookies. The problem was that person didn't get one of the cookies. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a... I think somebody's kind of somebody cookies. had a bad attitude on Valentine's Day. Policia took the cookies before you got one. Yeah. Ate the rest of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the way there. They weren't donuts. They were cookies. Come on. Yeah. Couldn't well, find these any are good. Uh, narcotics in these cookies. Uh, police are investigating reports of zombie raccoons, also from the Associated Press. All right. Police are investigating reports of zombie-like raccoons in northeastern Ohio. WKBN-TV reports Youngstown police have received more than a dozen calls in the past three weeks about raccoons acting strangely in the daytime. Photographer Robert Cogshaw, I'm going to say, yeah. says he was playing with his dogs outside his home last week when one such raccoon <laughs> approached them. Cogshell says the animal would stand on its hind legs, show its teeth, and fall over backward. I'm not sure how that qualifies as zombie-like behavior, but whatever. The raccoon Cogshell saw and 14 others uh, saw and 14 others police responded to were euthanized. The de- State Department of Natural Resources said the animals were likely suffering from distemper, not rabies. The viral disease causes coughing, tremors, and seizures and leads raccoons to lose their fear of humans. Authorities are asking residents to report raccoons behaving unusually to their local police station. So I don't see how anybody can call any of that zombie-like behavior. I'm going to tell you something, though. If you see any nocturnal animals in the daytime, animal in the daytime yeah, they typically have rabies. Something, yeah. That's... that's just but even rabies isn't skunk or something. They typically typically. But even have. rabies isn't zombie like. No, I don't know what the hell people are. Have we had so much zombie stuff on TV and in movies that now people are seeing yeah. rabies as zombies? Because it was on its hind legs. And 
Maybe it was kind of shaking. It was like eating the brains of other raccoons. It did say say that it would cause tremors and stuff, so it may give the look of the (laughs) How many of you have killed rabies? Animals? Animals. How many of you? I don't think I have. I've killed enough for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Do they seem zombie-like? Nope. They don't ever seem zombie-like. They seem sickly. They just like, they're going to... No. Did the Michael Jackson yeah, the thriller Michael, dance? Thriller. <laughs> That'd be they pretty dance. cool if you saw a line of no, raccoons doing the dance from Thriller. You know, I've killed at least twenty <laughs> animals that I thought had rabies. So, and none of them seem zombie-like. They all seem like sickly. Right? Can't you know? They can't hardly go. They're out in the daytime. You kill them. Yeah. Because if they bite your dog or something, then guess what? Or you or, or yeah. Well, <laughs> they typically get the you don't get close enough. <laughs> yeah. To them. Just within shotgun range. Yeah. I, know, I know we got to kill a big old groundhog down at my grandpa's old house. It's buried underneath and gone in through the garage and then went underneath it's ha- the house. It's having babies air. under there. I don't know, but That's I've, what they do. I've been tempted to sit out there with something, a spear or something, and just wait for that damn thing to come if out you, there. If you can video yourself with a spear <laughs> killing that groundhog. If you can video yourself with a spear and the groundhog coming out doing the thriller dance <laughs> and acting like a that'd zombie, be awesome. that would well, be that'd be we something can, we'd put we on social media. Animals with spears before. Have you? Yeah. How many? And what, actually? Five or six. Uh, what kind of a, spear are we talking about here? Like a you know wooden shaft with a sharp, <laughs> so like a Black Panther spear. Well, it's uh, not vibranium, but no. <laughs> it's not just but, a sharp. But the ones they carried in the right. Movie. It was uh, I think it was a homemade one that somebody had had. They knew I liked that stuff, weapons and stuff. So they. I've gave got it some to me, frog so. gigs that <laughs> you could attack something with those. Yeah, spear like more like a more like, like a trident. trident. Yeah. Yeah, we had a thing that had like jaws on it, like two jaws you could open up, and you we would go fishing. Like there was down south there, we there was like the river went, and then there's like a little waterfall, and you could go underneath it, and the the rock formation was only about like that. And then there was about a five six foot opening that went back probably fifteen twenty feet, and the bass and stuff would stay in there. So we'd go down with that and don't get the, cut that out. <laughs> don't, don't you, we got to cut this out you're just <laughs> that was something crazy illegal oh, yeah. you're going to be arrested before this show's over make <laughs> sure we edit this part out <laughs> that was a snapping turtle trap not a fish catching <laughs> yeah. device gotcha <laughs> uh, moving along <laughs> well, kind of going to something a little uh, away from the zombies and the uh, marijuana cookies this annual penis festival in Japan is more about is about more than just schlongs. This is all about you. Go and ahead. actually, we've got some photos <laughs> from the festival here. What? Oh yeah, they always. Oh yes, we'll we'll go through. I'll scroll as I read here. <laughs> so we missed this. I thought we were going to do pop goes poppy. Pop goes <laughs> we did, I know. We should have had pop a pop goes culture logo slapped on one of these. Yeah. Maybe that guy. You yeah. dressed up like that for Comic Con <laughs> next year. <laughs> we messed up. What a dude. dickhead. <laughs> yes, he is. An event in Kawasaki, Japan, aroused lots of interest last weekend. But um, of course, that's to be expected with a festival dedicated to the male sex organ. She's like, so here, here's all. Oh, okay. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. Understand. I get a water bottle. Yeah, they can have. Uh, 
But why they blur the penises on the videos if yeah. they can have this I, in the I streets? don't know. Because it's real, I guess. I guess. Kanamara Matsuri. That's as real as it gets right there. Kanamara <laughs> Matsuri, a.k.a. the Festival of the Steel Phallus, <laughs> has been a spring tradition since 1969. <laughs> of course it was in 69. fantastic. Held annually on the first Sunday of April, participants Steel. parade gigantic phallus-shaped mikasoshi portable Shinto shrines, suck on penis lollipops, pose with sex organ-shaped sculptures, and get their hands on whatever penis-shaped souvenirs they can grab. As wow. many as 50,000 people attend the Penis Festival, which these days teaches visitors about safe sex practices and raises funds for HIV charities, according to the Metro. We need that here in Springfield. Yeah. We need to go to Japan next year. Uh, yeah, well, maybe they we can get an invite. Pop Goes the Culture can be their special guest. Oh, that'd be awesome. The Penis Festival has roots in the 1600s when the Kawasaki sex workers would worship the at, at the Kanamaya Shrine, praying for protection from STDs, according to Newsweek. Oh, I love this right here. People at home <laughs> can't see nose. this. Yeah. yeah, she's got, they got like glasses that has, instead of having the big ridiculous nose, has a penis on it. Yeah, that's, instead of the fantastic. Groucho Marx nose and mustache, it's just a giant schlong. <laughs> that's awesome. I can put my glasses and make that. <laughs> there you go. You <laughs> can do that. Exactly. We, help. we need to just start well, this. Instead of traveling to Japan, we just need to start one of these next year here. Yeah. yeah. We, we live in the Bible Belt. That's the... not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Here. We're going to have to go up, up to Kansas City or something. Yeah. The festival is steeped in the past, but is still a valuable part to play in modern society. Uh, Hiro- Hiroyuki Nakamura, a priest at the shrine, explained last year. The festival is partly inspired by a legend about a sharp-toothed demon who planted itself in a woman's vagina after she rejected him. Uh-huh. The demon repeatedly bit the penis of the woman's husband until she paid a blacksmith to create a steel phallus hard enough to break the demon's teeth. So she got caught with a steel phallus yeah. and told her husband uh, it's to get rid of the demon so that wow. we can have sex again. Uh, Has anyone noticed how short the penises are? <laughs> on everything that they have a picture of. Well, like I mean... Statues. I don't think you want to get too ridiculous. That's not that okay. short. I mean, first of all, somebody's got to carry that. Or that's well, not that, a short that penis. One's, that yeah. one's not. That is like a... Uh, no, that's not a water bottle. Look at that. That is a some sort of a it's root a vegetable. vegetable yeah, that's carved. She's carved it. Yeah. Like oh. a, it looks almost like a uh, parsnip or something. Only, I see that, man. Only much bigger than any parsnips I've ever eaten. Um, yeah. And she, she can take that whole she, thing. But she is working that yeah, thing she's over. she's not cooking that anytime soon. No. She does not want it limp from like being Like I boiled. said, that one's going, I'm going to take you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there is the uh, Japanese steel well, phallus and festival. Over there in Japan, I think, what's the average size penis is like three inches or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just so. saying that. Just that was, that's the old have. running joke, you know. Well, the guys I think in Japan, penises. it's more around like four or five. It's only in like Korea where it's like three inches it's really only uh, north korea <laughs> if you think about it, it uh, little north rocket Korean. man <laughs> sorry any japanese listeners i, I <laughs> yeah. didn't know i thought it was i didn't know yeah, we got we got some new japanese listeners they're like well we I lost our japanese listeners <laughs> yeah our japanese listeners have uh, just abandoned like, the show oh, you motherfucker all right and hopefully we don't need to tell you that condom snorting is a bad idea Yes, what kids these days. They started. start with the Tide Pods. They had, they had the cinnamon thing where they tried to swallow cinnamon. They did the Tide Pods, and now people are snorting condoms. Like the cinnamon was more acceptable because, like... You At least it's that. food. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you allergic to cinnamon? No. Oh, I thought you were. Nope. No. Uh, an activity that was the yeah, subject that's... of condemnation five years ago is supposedly making a comeback, snorting condoms up one's nose. The condom snorting challenge, as it's called, requires participants to video themselves snorting an unrolled condom up one nostril and then pull it out through the mouth. 
Yeah, let's just stop right there. Why? Although the activity was first reported back in 2013, it's apparently returned unlike other unlike other bizarre but forgotten internet fads from that era, like planking, t-bowing, owling, and bandering. Stephen Enriquez, a speci- an education specialist in Texas, told San Antonio Station KABB that condom snorting is coming back because the extreme activity can help teenagers make a name for themselves on social media. Okay, See, there how you the go. hell is that an extreme? I get the planking because they were planking like right. on edges of buildings right. and stuff like that. So I could see where that is. But I mean, how is snorting a condom an extreme sport? Would you want to do well, it? Well, if you die on camera no. by choking <laughs> on a condom. If you, if you got stuck with the end of a, common, of a condom sticking out of your nostril than the other end in the back of your throat. I oh, mean, I it's better, only, it's I better than a race hope. car in your ass. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can only hope that they... I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I breezed right on by that. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we wanted to address do, do we want to know more about that or no? <laughs> People listen to this when it comes out. It's going to be backtracking a couple seconds. What, what did he Hit say? that rewind button. Did he just Wait say? <laughs> yes, race car up his ass. We're going to address it now. Uh, because these days our teens are doing everything for likes, views, and subscribers, Enrique said. So we're just going to breeze over the race car in the ass. <laughs> we're going to breeze right we're past gonna it. We're going to go back to that. How's that work? As graphic as it patience. is, we have to show parents because teens are going online looking for challenges and recreating them. Hey, and you know, hey, kids, how about the uh, get an education and a job I was challenge? Say, here's, here's your challenge. I uh, challenge you to do the dishes for your parents. <laughs> yeah, to make clean, your bed challenge. Make so your bed challenge. Clean the who bathroom. Who all challenge. ate spaghetti and then had it come out their nose? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've never done uh, that. Won't they just use like an entire spaghetti noodle? Wouldn't that be safe? Because it's all about the condom. It's it's about making it as goofy as. Rather than uh, spaghetti noodle, you're more likely to see them do it like with like a worm or something because it's all about well, that gross out factor or a snake or something. A snake? There, there's people that do that shit. Yeah, yeah they like an entire. It goes like, up their on nostril like and out their snake. mouth and yeah, it's those <laughs> oh, little thin oh, tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do that shit somewhere mm-hmm. overseas. Uh, in an article for Forbes, Bruce Wiley, not the Bruce Lee, Bruce Wiley. Uh, Associate Professor of International Health at the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health in Baltimore warns there are numerous reasons why people should turn their noses up at condom snorting. These include (laughs) risks like damaging the inner lining of the nose, getting an infection, or choking if the condom gets stuck in the throat. Looking like a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Getting somebody to show that at school. (laughs) All of these add up to one burning question for Lee. Welcome to 2018. He said, who knew that teens would need to be not to told not to snort condoms. If you need a yeah. condom in your throat, there's other ways about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were there talk- are easier ways we to get We were talking it about this on the way home, and I was like, you know, there are funner things to do with condoms. <laughs> Besides you should know that. Yeah, you can get those videos too, but you can't post those online. Yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are illegal, unless you're 18. Jeez. What is wrong with people? Kids, take up crochet. <laughs> Speaking of that, you download the... Pornhub on the Roku yet? <laughs> no. I, have, uh, <laughs> I, I knew you'd be out. I heard the uh, midweek thing. <laughs> That's why I sent him a message on our deal. I was like, no, I haven't done it yet. Just a, this is it was, it, you know it was though. Joey that said he needed Peppa. You know that, right? Not me. <laughs> no. Oh, what? oh yeah. I thought it was you. No, no but he's going to find him up for you. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you seemed like you were more in. I thought, <laughs> no, oh, the joke. way Jessica was talking on there, because I was doing my hats. You mean Cinnamon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. C- sorry, when Cinnamon was talking about it, I That's thought she was referring name. to like you. Oh, no, I was going to be dancing with me. Uh, I'd be salt. Joey said he needed a Peppa. To be uh, my salt, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh-huh. But I, 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 
he got the message too. Yeah, yeah, I got the photo too. I got the picture also. All right. Well, send us what you think are the top headlines every week. You can send those to us uh, via email at popgoesemail at gmail.com uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast On Twitter, you can find us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and more on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. Hey, this is Joey Mills with geekdad.com and Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Hey, listen, if you enjoy the content we create week in and week out, then consider becoming our patron at patreon.com slash PGTC podcast. There you can choose from the tiers and find the one that makes the most sense to you and start enjoying the rewards, including behind the scenes access, not seen or heard in our live streams and podcasts, as well as helping shape our future shows. Again, that's patreon.com slash PGTC podcast. Sign up today and be among the first to know when new tiers and rewards are added as we meet our goals. Again, that's patreon.com slash PGTC podcast. But going back to that, yes, I listened to the midweek while I'm doing, uh, while doing your hats, hats uh, while I'm saying them or whatever. So you guys entertain me while I do that. <laughs> I don't get to, uh, I don't even get to hear the midweek show until usually yeah, like yesterday. As you're mowing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can put it, on, yeah, I can put it on my phone or something while I'm mowing and listen to it. But yeah. If I'm out there laughing my ass off. And <laughs> people, people wonder like, what the hell's going on. <laughs> All righty. Listen at this shit. Here's a card. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Check it out. I carry the cards with me when I'm mowing because people will do like, oh, you doing the, you know, they'll ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, take a listen. So some of awesome. our listeners may be because I mentioned it. And <laughs> they, they never come back. No. And then they don't want you I to mow their yards anymore. I the old ladies because I tell them, you know, I'm like, it's mature audiences show. And they're like, so it's not for, it's not for me then. I'm like, nah, it's not for you. You never well, know. Well, you never know. You start talking about the penis festival. Yeah. Poppy goes to the penis festival. Yeah. Like, I mean, Google that. Yep. Yeah, we will have a poppy at some point. I just don't know if I want to go spend the money on a brand new dildo, but <laughs> you They're don't expensive. want to spend the money on an old one either. <laughs> you, you don't want to spend the money on an old one. Anyone who's looked into how much one actually is, they're pretty high. But just, it'd be fun just to, to put some googly eyes on them and like put some arms and some feet. That'd be awesome. Be like your pickle Rick, only it'd be the yeah. poppy Rick. <laughs> poppy the awesome. pop culture penis. You'll come out here one Saturday and it won't be sitting on that shelf. <laughs> be like, Joey, where's the thing at? He's like. Oh shit! Don't I'm worry hiding it right now. It. <laughs> I've got it hidden right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Poppy's a popping off right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. This week in pop culture history, uh, April seventh, which is today, April seventh, nineteen sixty-seven. Film critic Roger Ebert published his first film review for the Chicago Sun Times. That was a uh, big deal when we were growing up, having the Ebert, Cisco and Ebert uh, yep. film reviews. I disagreed with them almost every single time. There you go. April 8th, 1994, lead singer Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, was found dead after committing suicide three days earlier. Talking to you, Courtney Love. We don't know that it was suicide. We'll see. (laughs) April 9th, 1965, the Astrodome opened with the first indoor baseball game. It was an exhibition game between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Astros won two to one. Huh. They didn't win by much. Nope. Nope. That's well, baseball. baseball was, <laughs> that's fucking baseball. Yeah. April 10th, 1970, Paul McCartney announced the Beatles had broken up. Sad, Sad day. And then later that day, announced they were back together. <laughs> and then <laughs> by the end of the day, broke up again. No. Went on to have still a wonderful career with wings. And <laughs> yep. Uh, April 7th, just so you guys know, today is National <laughs> Beer Day. Woot woot. We'll that's, yeah, I was expecting you to come in. Well... You spend I come in drunk? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Bring in some beers or whatever. He's like, I'll be Actually, back. Actually, <laughs> we talked about 
so like Jessica got a promotion officially yesterday and then everything and everything was going on. I got affiliated yesterday. I was like, we need to celebrate tonight. She's like, we'll do it tomorrow. So tonight is national beer night. There you go. April 10th is national library workers day. So be nice to your library workers on April 10th. Going back to the beer thing. uh, (laughs) Is there there a national craft beer day as well? Oh, I'm sure there probably is. We just haven't got Oktoberfest. You know, they have that. That's pretty much. It'll probably be something around there. Nobody shows up to Oktoberfest with their own bottles. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I brought my own guys. Or they'll, what the? (laughs) I imagine so. Yeah. You don't don't carry your cans of Cooper's light in at the Oktoberfest. (laughs) (laughs) You could. (laughs) You get thrown back out. That's right. Or you got beaten up. And then April 11th is National Barbershop Quartet Day. I'm just saying. We got four of us sitting here. Hey. I got, I got something we can do. What's Two, three of us can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the one that can. <laughs> there you go. Odin. Uh, Odin, Odin actually has a really good voice. He's one. We can do the uh, stuff for. <laughs> you do bad boys in no, the Barbershop no, no, no. Quartet? The, uh, what's the uh, Bob and Tom show thing? Whenever life hits you down, as you wear in a frown, it's the. Uh, my enormous penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know my that one, but yeah, penis. I can sing the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. You don't know Bad Boys, or you know the enormous penis song. It tells Fuck us. Yeah, they you talk about what you know. Right? You don't know about the Bad Boys, but you know I've been thrown in jail four or five times. Enormous penis is my whole life. It's a stiff subject. There you go. Uh, we won't beat that anymore. All right. <laughs> Results of our Twitter keep poll. spitting out money, we'll beat it. <laughs> we'll get it on video and get snorting condoms and everything else. Hiding the poppy. All right. The results of our Twitter poll from this week. We're moving on to the real, Shit, the I meat of the show vote. here. I forgot to vote. Well, I did too. Too bad. So the uh, poll this week, it is WrestleMania week. Uh, we talked this week. Our Twitter poll was, who's your favorite pro wrestler? None of us put our favorite pro wrestler on the Twitter poll. We all put up names that we thought would actually win the Twitter poll. And so our favorites are not in the group, but we will run through. Uh, well, technically, The Undertaker's like one of. Boys. Yeah, he's, he's right up there. Yeah. Well, the poll question was, who's your favorite pro wrestler? The Undertaker and The Rock tied with uh, each had a third of the vote, 33%. That makes sense. And Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage each received 17%. So nobody got shut out. Everybody got a vote. Um, so, I mean, we threw up this, some good names. It was just... Uh, let's put this out there. Almost every single one of mine has won. I think there's only been one of my... Of your Twitter poll things, yeah. But there's a lot. There's a lot of percentage missing here. No, there's not. Add them up. Thirty-three for two. Oh, I thought you said seventeen with Macho with. No, they each. No, that's an each. So yeah, all those numbers will be doubled. Thirty-three and seventeen are fifty, and then they had two people each with. Okay. Yeah. 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 The numbers are missing because I was, you know, there's two people with each. What you guys? Nobody voted for Hulk Hogan. Un-American yeah, he got bastards. One. He got one. Like he got a vote. <laughs> Hogan and Macho USA Man. USA hero, dude. Hogan and like, Macho Man both got a vote. I know. He was the American hero. The European listeners are the ones that are voting. <laughs> yeah, they did not vote for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to spend the rest of the show, and it's. I'll tell you now, We are how, how long are we into this thing? Probably what? We are 55 minutes. Is that right? Jeez, we've been here an hour already, practically. Chatty Kathy. I swear. All right, so anyhow. This is what happens when we get behind the mic. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, so we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about pro wrestling, our favorite pro wrestling memories, 
from growing up, from But today. they can't see the videos, though. Oh, well, they can't, but we'll have the audio. <laughs> and we can YouTube. post video online, trust me. <laughs> we can, if there's something we want to put online, we can put it online. So, yeah. so <laughs> starting uh, with wrestling, website. <laughs> pro wrestling, uh, you know, it's one of those things that spans generations. It was funny because uh, one time when I was in high school... I was at Grandma's house, her apartment in Springfield that she had kind of, I think, back by the mall. And, no, uh, her apartment was behind Long John Silver's. No, it was the one before that. There was one over by the mall. It was when she first came here. She had two or three different places in Springfield. Oh. Anyway, so she just moved back here. She was old. <laughs> I don't know how old, but old. I was probably high school age, and so I was sitting on, I was over there visiting for some reason. I flipped on the TV. Uh, wrestling was on. I was sitting there watching it, and she was back in the bedroom or in the bathroom or something. She came out, and she kind of looked at it. She's like, oh, what's this? I was like, well, just wrestling. I was going to change it. I was like, I'll turn it to back to Golden Girls or whatever the hell, you know. And she's like, well, is this the one with the gorgeous George? I'm like, well, no, he's been dead, I think, for about 50 years. <laughs> I was like, no, but she's like, yeah, I used to watch this all the time. So she sits down next to me, <laughs> and I'm telling her, she's like, now who's that guy? And I, well, that's, you know, whoever it was that was wrestling. And she'd be watching it and like, well, he doesn't have any hair. And I, she wasn't talking about his head. She's like, you know, yeah. like, well, yeah, they shave and oil up and stuff. And she's like, I like watching this. <laughs> like, <"Grandma." laughs> so, and she but, watched it after you. <laughs> probably so. Found Poppy and. Oh. Oh. Just got wounded here. But yeah, wrestling's one of those things that, and especially back whenever you know television was first starting, there wasn't a whole lot of programming. But depending well, on where you lived, you could get wrestling. You know, and well, it started out in like the carnivals and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. you people first would go all, who to the see fuck it? is Gorgeous George. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Gorgeous George is. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was uh, an old time one of the old time black and whites. Yeah, he was the what? He was one of the androgynous. He was the, the pretty boys with the big poofed out hair, oh, and yeah. one of the first ones to wear the Ric like Flair a, type like robes. A, a Fabio character, kind of. Yeah, yeah, all those kind of guys. The man, everybody's got stories of watching wrestling with their grandparents. It seems like if they're our age, that's why. I, that's where I got into wrestling. My grandpa used to watch it because his he actually um, his dad when he was younger. Uh, when the carnival come through town, they would have the wrestling yeah. in it. And uh, his dad actually knew one of the wrestlers. And so he, uh, they started up a little thing to for his dad to earn a little extra money. They got into like a shouting match and stuff like that. And they he got in there and they roughed around and stuff like that. And my grandpa's dad uh, beat him. So then the crowd was all fired up. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, good. Because, you know, the wrestler guy was like, you know, screw this town. And right. You're a bunch of morons, blah, blah. So the dad was the local hero. So uh, everybody started putting down the bets and everything. And then <laughs> uh, that got, you know, once everybody did that, then they got in and did it again. And, of course, my grandpa's dad, you know, lost. And then he slipped him a, some got money. Got a little bit extra yeah. money. Yeah. But my grandpa's always loved wrestling. And oh, yeah. That's how I... I when I was little, I'd sit on his lap and watch the wrestling, and we just watched it all the time. She asked Joey about actually wanting to be a tag team wrestler. Oh, yeah. That would <laughs> been awesome. He like, brought me that idea one day, and I'm thinking, it's possible, but I don't like working out that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, we've known folks that have gone to the wrestling schools. and Yeah, my cousin did. Yeah, so. Uh, we, my friend Dan, he was my first 
uh, person that I could talk to about wrestling and stuff with because that was like, you know, you'd, One of those nerdy you'd mention that and yeah. people were like, what the, I mean, it's almost worse than telling somebody you play D and D or something like that. You know, it's just like, you like wrestling. It's like, yes, I understand it's not real. I understand it's choreographed, but it's still cool to watch big dudes just fucking, you know, beat on each other and stuff. And, uh, we actually would get out there and we, we would take, uh, we took two by fours and, uh, attached a basketball to it and then put clothes on them and stuffed them full of stuff so we could like you know, <laughs> like scarecrows almost yeah, yeah like scarecrows and we we were going to be wrestlers when we were you know 14 15 years old those were also your girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> afterwards you get done slamming them you <laughs> slam we them. also yeah, had sex with those <laughs> <laughs> take them out <laughs> get them okay anyhow uh but i know for people our age uh some of the first uh wrestling you know because it it really started to take off in the 80s when Vince McMahon stepped up with the WWF at the time and uh, wanted to make it a bigger thing. So this, for a lot of folks our age, is their first taste of uh, professional wrestling. Okay. For those of you not watching. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the cartoon. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling. Yep. I used to watch it. With that sweet-ass whatever kind of vehicle that's supposed to be. <laughs> Nikolai Volko. You got your good guys, your bad guys. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Man, Hulk Hogan was a superhero. He, he was. was. He was one of the first the icons. Of, I mean, that's why it, they he was pushed the him American to American hero. Yeah, they know, pushed him out there to be the ambassador icons. for yeah, you know, saying your prayers and taking your vitamins. And fun fact on that, uh, the guy that did Hogan's voice in the cartoon was you know none of the wrestlers did their own voices. They would yeah. shoot like a little promo, you know, like a little you know voice segment where they're where they're with Mean Gene and they'll do like a thirty second promo in between the episodes or whatever but uh the guy that did the hogan voice was uh brad garrett from everybody loves raymond <laughs> the biggest <That's> awesome. <laughs> he was actually hulk hogan on the uh, rock and wrestling show back in the That's 80s funny. Uh, yeah. so for a lot of folks at our age again that was kind of the the gateway drug get them while they're young and yeah they'll never leave you smart yep uh we also got uh you know this is back before cable and satellite were huge uh you'd be able to once every month every six weeks you could uh you know, Saturday Night Live would take a break, so you'd get a little Saturday night main event. Oh, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, they'd throw a Friday night in there as well on NBC. Yeah, that was so great when that happened. It was like, oh, yes, yeah. more wrestling. <laughs> they always they had a syndicated show that would run like after Saturday morning cartoons, like around the noontime, lunchtime hour. You'd get the, the syndicated show that had like one match and then like a bunch of updates about all the stuff you hadn't seen over the week. and uh, But that was kind of, the, like I said, the, the gateway drug to you know get people, especially younger kids, in and interested because uh, they were trying to take it, make it big. And uh, this was one of the big moments uh, from the early 80s yeah, as WrestleMania well. WrestleMania 3. Yep. And here is a little bit of uh, audio, and for those of us here, a little video of uh, kind of the moment that put really wrestling kind of over the top. Put Hulk Hogan over the top. Definitely, yeah. This is what his... This was Andre the Giant passing the torch to Hulk Hogan. And it's sad watching this because Andre the Giant really can't move. He's so yeah. bad shape physically and his health. 
Yeah, it was like a few minutes before this match, Andre the Giant went into Hulk Hogan's dressing room and was like, you're going to slam me. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want you to slam me. Yeah, this, is, this is the beginning of the end for Andre the Giant. And yep. And he slams him. He actually tears. Hulk Hogan tore, like, some muscles in his back and stuff like that. So he's actually finishing this match with a bunch of torn muscles. Yeah, everybody's hurting at this point. <laughs> he, like, pulled a rib, I think. And yeah. Yeah, that was the moment, kind of the passing of the torch. Uh, Hogan was still the champion already going into the match. But, yeah, that was the uh, kind of Andre was the last of the big great wrestlers of that pre-WWE days when oh, they yeah. had all the independent circuits. I mean, and to get Andre the Giant off his feet. Was, was a, <laughs> yeah, that was but already to pick a, him up. No one had done that, so that just that elevated Hulk Hogan into the stratosphere. Yeah, and that was really when the WWF took off at that point uh, with that passing of the torch. A uh, lot of lot of fun things. I mean, once they decided that we're going to make this thing a big deal, I mean, they went all out. They, you know, like Dusty was saying, yeah, it, boys, <laughs> it's a, a national hero taking your vitamins. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Dusty. Yeah, I know you want to sing it for us. Now nah, my wife will kill me. <laughs> Do a little barbershop quartet on this here. <laughs> She's not here, so it don't matter. <laughs> She's not going to hear this. <laughs> I kind of ran it in the ground a little bit, so that's why she <laughs> like it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> every time we do something, I just bust in the song. <laughs> well, this is when they started doing like albums where they did... Uh, where the wrestlers would sing on some of the songs. Oh yeah, Hogan like always too. thought he was a bass guitar player too. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. Well, he's always, yeah, he had the air guitar a lot. Oh yeah, but uh, you know that was probably the most <laughs> famous and iconic '80s oh, wrestling yeah. entrance and theme song. But there are a few other fun ones as well. Uh, here's uh, another for your uh, Canadian listeners. Yeah, for well, no, this would be for our Scottish <laughs> yeah, Scottish, Scottish Scott fans here. Yeah, what was he? Piper, yeah. 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 Yeah, there was no nobody else was coming out to that music. That was <laughs> no, Piper. Piper always reminded me of my uncle. Yeah, just a big asshole. Yeah, you know you couldn't help but you know you still liked him. <laughs> I always liked Roddy Piper. Yeah, he's like I, you said, he, he played the jerk that everybody loved to hate and hated to love. And, yeah, and I'll never forget when he cracked that coconut on Snooka's head. <laughs> yeah, that was a. I was a little kid, just like. <gasps> Whoa, that was amazing. Another, uh, pretty racist, but. (laughs) (laughs) Big boss man, no one remembers. Another, uh, big boss man. Another one. I kind of forgot about him. Oh, yeah. You brought it up. There's a lot of them that, yeah, once you start digging through and looking for some of these, it's super fly. Oh yeah. Here's a another wrestlers. another holdover from the all the independent uh, circuit days making it yeah. to the WWF. Son of a plumber. <laughs> or so he says. Yeah. He was always amazing. I remember being a little kid watching Dusty Rhodes and just always wondering if today was the day he was going to die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those guys that made it feel like if that guy can go out there, oh, anybody yeah. can be a wrestler. Yeah. But man, no one could talk like him though. Oh His yeah, promos was, were just. Oh yeah, he was fun he was to amazing. watch and listen to. This uh, fella here entered. Yeah, try that again. Inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame last night. It was fun listening to his uh, his story, his speech. 
He always struck me as like a genuinely good guy. Yeah. Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. Well, shoot, he was another big old over he, six foot. He was huge. Built yeah. dude. He, he got in pretty – there was a phase where he was working out real good, and he got yeah killer shape. I mean, that's his general look, but yeah. it's like just for a little bit, he got in amazing shape, all ripped up, and a little bigger and stuff, when Hulk Hogan kind of like took him under his wing type thing. Right. And it was just like, whoa. Because like, people it like him – Started like, injecting him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you had people like Paul Orndorff. I don't know if you remember yeah. who that guy was. I mean, some of those guys were – Far above or far ahead of like in the physiques, right? They were like professional bodybuilder looking dudes. It's like holy crap, yeah, which made them larger than life. Yeah, here's a uh, here's one you may remember. (laughs) Beware, (laughs) I got to meet that guy. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he's coming to the ring with his uh, parrot. I forget his parrot's when, name. Uh, WWE used to. My first wrestling was when I was like twelve or something out in uh, Arizona. We, my mom got us tickets that were kind of on the where they walked down and stuff, and that was the era of you know Hulk, we got to see Hulk Hogan, right. you know, Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth come through, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, you know all those that Sergeant era. So Slaughter. and they smacked hands as they went by and stuff like that, and is their turnbuckle was right there so when macho man would do his little thing in the corner it was like right there and it's just like oh my gosh it was so awesome getting to see those guys that's cool another uh classic wwf star entrance i yes, the best there was the best there is the best there ever will be he was a pretty damn good wrestler i always liked watching him and uh kurt henning yeah those both those guys were so physically gifted. Yep. Here's another uh, another one where the the entrance theme was better than the westler himself <laughs> with the honky tonk <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler's cousin, honky tonk man, <laughs> with the uh, Elvis gimmick going on. I'm a honky tonk. Yeah, that was fun. But uh, you know his thing with busting the guitars yeah. over that was like. How he got to be a, such oh, a good... Oh, yeah, and it was copied. Jeff Jarrett yeah. drug it on for another 20 years oh, after yeah. Honky Tonk retired. Yeah, but uh, here's one uh, going with the old pomp and circumstance for yeah. him. Is that a... I feel like I'm graduating when the Macho yeah. Man comes to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always used to do the Ric Flair robe oh, yeah. stuff in the beginning before he got into all the... Into the cowboy, yeah. Hollywood cowboy... I forgot that was his music. Oh, yeah. For as crazy as that motherfucker was, you'd expect <laughs> yeah. something like that. was the whole thing. It was like, wow, what the hell? <laughs> it was kind of the... Somebody uh, else picked his intro Miss Elizabeth song. would come out with her oh, yeah. glittering her, dresses her, her, and yeah, stuff. Evening gowns hey, and stuff. It's either this or Pink Floyd. Which one you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember all the promos Kurt Henning used to do? Oh, yeah, where he'd shoot the bat. Yeah. He was the... Uh, what are those guys now that do that on YouTube? It's like Dude Perfect or something so, where they yeah. make those insane basketball shots yeah. or insane golf that was Kurt Hennig. But uh, he was doing those. Yeah, he was doing those uh, those shots long before them. And yeah, he was one that uh, you know he was the bad guy. But God, he was fun to watch. Oh, he was a legit athlete. I oh, mean, that yeah. guy was gifted. There was nothing he couldn't do. That's what made him so good. Yeah, he was a fun one to watch. And of course, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. <laughs> 
you hated him because he was just rich and he would spend that money and he <laughs> yeah. had to be an asshole. He'd pay the money to cheat. Have the money belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Virgil. Poor uh-huh. Virgil. <laughs> he just walk around in his little what, silver and pink vest. And <laughs> Well, have you seen they have a uh, – uh, Virgil has his own – it's not his own website, but it's called Poor Virgil or Uh-oh. Sad Virgil. That's what it is, Sad <laughs> Virgil. Because, like, when he goes and does, like, the Comic-Cons and stuff like that, no one ever goes to his <laughs> So he's just sitting there just kind of bummed out. And I guess he walks the streets and stuff with a sign that says – I'm Virgil, ex WWE wrestler. You know, take a picture with me for so much, blah blah stuff like that. I was like, oh, poor Virgil. That's funny. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. Oh yeah, here's one of the the uh, later classics. Oh yeah, when that music hit, <laughs> it's my wife's favorite. There's gonna be ropes shaking soon. Ultimate Warrior was so that was a guy that's physique was ahead of his time. Yeah. He was in amazing shape always. Doing laps around the ring and yeah. all that. Yeah, that was uh end of the eighties, starting into the nineties. Uh wrestling was, you know, they'd gotten the young kids watching. I remember at this point I was getting an allowance, and so I was saving my allowance and buying the pay per views <laughs> with the, with my allowance money, <laughs> which was well, my kind of funny, but my great uncles would come down from Chicago, and it'd always be at, at WrestleMania time uh-huh. and stuff like that. And they're like, "Hey, let's get that wrestling thing." So I was acting like they didn't of, know, you know, that thing they do with the wrestlers. Yeah. We don't, we don't know much about that. I remember, but I hear, I remember that you had like a big thing. That you, you like, oh, we're getting the pay per view over at the house or something. Oh or yeah, like, whenever I got my own place, yeah. Yeah, but uh, this was the. Uh, this was the thing. This was kind of the defining moment when I was young. This is the one, you know, for a lot of people that are just a little bit older than me, it was Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. But this one, you think about it, and you always think, oh, it was a WrestleMania, but it wasn't really. This was a uh, Royal Rumble match in 1990. Shawn Michaels makes it five in the ring. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff here. There is not a person sitting down. Everyone on his feet. Look at the eyes of the Hulkster. Oh, this old stuff. And Hulk, and Hulk still, only, still had some hair on his head. Yeah, as much as uh, Andre the Giant being slammed was kind of the passing of the torch, you know, to, to Hogan, this was the... Uh, Hogan passing the torch on. Yeah. Well, the warrior was the guy, and if he could have kept his mouth shut, he would have gone a lot further in the <laughs> yeah. WWE. Yeah, he wasn't that popular backstage, but when he was in the ring, man, the oh, fans yeah. were. How could you not, love, like you said, run around the ring, shaking the ropes, just energy, energy, energy. But that was the uh, that was the moment I remember when I think back to. Yeah, that was like that was it right there. Hogan, Hogan and the Warrior, the ultimate. <laughs> those, those two went out, and then they did fight actually later on at WrestleMania, and the Warrior won. But that yep. was kind of the the setup of of that whole uh, that showdown or whatever. The uh, Ultimate Warrior, actually, Dusty and I were both talking last week, was probably our favorite growing up, wasn't it? 
we were yeah. talking about putting the Twitter poll together. And I know, Kenny, you said one of your favorites, other than The Undertaker, was the the Road Warriors. Oh, Later yeah. on that year, uh, they actually teamed up the Road Warriors and the Ultimate Warrior and the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric, in the summers uh, in the uh, Survivor Series, which is always they'd have like four man tag or eight man tag matches, four guys on each side, and then like whoever was not you had to eliminate them one at a time, and whoever wasn't eliminated, they throw them all in at the end. Um, but this was. You know, as much as fun as the warrior was to watch in the ring, his promos <laughs> were were sometimes the more entertaining part. And here is a uh, promo for that Survivor Series matchup in 1990. Each one of these warriors, surrounded by a force field, stands here ready to walk away with it all or make the ultimate sacrifice. He just stands there and jabbers. <laughs> one last time. Yes, the perfect team. The perfect team. Two. It looks like he's showing off his back, but actually he yeah. didn't know where it was at. Then, well, then everybody else is talking. He's wandering around the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just waving his arms side to side like we are the world. It's like you can't take anybody seriously when you get the warrior doing calisthenics in the background. <laughs> well, I love you've got the warrior and the road warriors, which are just all animals. And then they're Kerry Von Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're trying to tough him up, but Kerry Von Eric never was a bad boy, tough guy. Yeah, the himself stupid right then. I think he did. He, he was calling himself a little uh, not very smart. I think he's the only one that will do it because no one else has the balls to do it. Yeah, but that dude uh, fucked up a lot of dudes. Yeah, that was uh, that was the time when uh, promos were your cliched uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Come on out. That was You'll pay for the whole seat, but you won't need it. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, that summer, uh, that's not SummerSlam, the Survivor Series uh, in 1990 not only had our favorites teaming up, but it was the debut of a certain uh, wrestler who's had a long career since then, introduced by Ted DiBiase. His stooge. <laughs> There's Sad Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virgil was nothing but a jobber from day one. Yeah. He was the one that they always beat up. He uh, he did make a run in WCW for a while there afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, he kind of got involved with the NWO. Yeah. And he was still kind of their stooge. <laughs> so, so kind of a, the, the valet. Yeah. Jimmy Hart. Brother Love, weighing in at 320 pounds from Death Valley, I give you The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. The Undertaker, the mystery Mean Mark Callow. Oh, wrong character. <laughs> God, The Undertaker is so awesome. That's when he was big, too. He was like, I don't, don't want to say Royden, but he was... Yeah, he went from Mean Mark Calla, who was like an average-sized dude in the old NWA or something, yeah. TNA, one of those. Yeah. yeah, and then he comes here and he's just like a big old thick beast. Yeah, it's like great googly moogly. Well, to your point, that's a guy that was served by his gimmick. You know, once they hit the right gimmick for him. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, he had over in that other federation. He was like uh, partners with Sid Vicious. They were like the Titan Towers. Yeah, or yeah, Towers or something. I don't remember what it was, but Sting. I got to meet him. Yeah, uh, he. They had wrestling up at the uh, stockyard Shining. kind oh. of thing at the uh, fair. Yeah, and we were fifteen because my buddy's uh, mom dropped us off, and uh, Sting was nineteen then. And uh, we were talking with him, and he's like, yeah, I've, I've been wrestling for like a year. And he's like, it's great. I get to go around all <laughs> these places and stuff because they, they would all just sit around and watch the other wrestlers wrestle. So oh, yeah. it was like, um, God, the Freebirds were there right. and, uh, you know, Ron Simmons and some of those guys. And it it was cool just thinking back to the, you know, back then when these guys were all just in their early 20s, you know. And oh, they yeah, been getting doing started. It long and, now they're all just like yeah well the ultimate warrior and the undertaker were making the name for themselves in the late 80s early 90s uh ted turner bought the nwa then and consolidated that into eventually what would be the wcw so while the wwe was getting all of the uh, national exposure on television if you had cable back then you could find one of turner's channels and you'd get uh some of this which was like you're saying you know the, the the WWE was not the only uh, show in town, and if a lot of people were still into that old uh, you know, Southern style, Memphis style wrestling, and uh, yeah, the, the Ultimate Warriors' former tag team partner was uh, making a name for himself, taking on Ric Flair. This is one of their moments uh, from 1990s Great American Bash. Yeah, they're actually related. Yeah, Ric Flair and Sting. That's his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deadly move. Yeah, Just yeah. hit him in the corner there. You know. He steps out. Yeah, that's what... Certain things like that, like the stinger splash for your finisher. Yeah. I was always like... Even as a kid, I was like, really? I don't know. <laughs> you know, when you see stuff like the Road Warriors that put them on one shoulder and the other one comes right. off the top rope and just takes their head off. It's like that's a finisher. <laughs> yeah. Or like the tombstone pile driver. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Just like just playing your head into the mat. That's gonna finish you. That's great. I love watching this whole stuff. Four Horsemen was awesome. The original Four Horsemen. He ripped his leg off. <laughs> He's dead. But yeah, those two had uh, some epic <coughs> battles in the oh, late yeah. '80s, early '90s. Uh, that, unless you like, again, unless you had cable, <laughs> you didn't yeah. really see a lot of them. Yeah. But, uh, Luckily, we did. Yeah, uh, but that you know that was kind of that early heyday. Um, not too long after that, uh, you had the steroids controversy in the WWE. Uh, oh, this is it? when it was getting popular. So, man, the money was flowing like Oh, yeah. Crazy. But then in 94, uh, the WWF was kind of hit its low point. Uh, they had a trial uh, regarding steroids. They had a, doc- a staff doctor was distributing steroids, and that was caught and arrested. And that to was, a, you to know, which everybody had to be like, duh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, when you have Hulk Hogan up there testifying saying, yes, you know, Vince McMahon knew about this and this was, you know, that's when things started to change. And, you know, like I said, the WWF was kind of hitting its low point. And a lot of the WWF's, uh, that legendary talent like your Macho Mans and your Hogan's uh, 
weren't welcome anymore. We have to testifying. You know, I think there are some there's some hard feelings on on both sides. I imagine uh, shit. Then the Macho Man went to uh, WCW and started injecting himself with everything <laughs> that he could find. That dude turned into a beast yeah, in the WCW. So, so what happened was you have you know your WWE's upset with these guys. These guys are upset with the WWE. So they jump ship over to Turner's uh, network with the WCW, and uh, all of a sudden you've got yourself you know uh, a situation where the only, the biggest name in the business is now dropped down and you got the competitors across the street or across the country and uh it said you know what what could be a really low point for the wwf turned into i think creatively a high point for both of them because now when you've got some real competition that requires people to uh to get creative and try to beat the other the other guy and uh this was kind of for me the uh this is what really set off the the competition between the two was this moment here. Oh yeah, Bash of the Beach. Look how small he is here. Yeah. That's always one of my favorite guys, too. Kevin Nash, Kevin yeah. Kevin Nash. That dude was a pimp. Whatever, holy crap, man. When they started the NWO, yeah. good Lord, that was like cha-ching. Yeah, so you had uh, the contracts were up for Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall. So they, I guess there's a, I, I don't want to call it a rumor or a legend. It's probably true, but I guess, uh, you know, they were friends with, you know, on the road and traveling, work buddies with your Shawn Michaels and your Triple H's and stuff. And yep. I guess uh, their last match afterwards, you know, they, they all hugged in the ring and stuff and like, yeah, we're going to miss you guys. We're going to the other company. And that was at that time. It was still, you didn't do that. Everybody, yeah. you know, you still carried on as though it was real. So you didn't have guys, you know, acknowledging the other team after you. Oh, yeah. So, so that kind of, uh, buried, you know, they couldn't do anything against these two cause they were heading to the WCW and they couldn't do anything against Shawn Michaels because he was, they were grooming him to be their star after Hogan left and macho man left and these guys left. So yeah, triple H kind of got buried on the card for a couple of years as punishment for, yep. uh, for, for being friends with the, the guys that jumped ship. But yeah, this was the moment where, uh, Hogan turns into a bad guy. Shortly after this, he starts wearing the black and the white and Dynasty. they create the NWO. And that is the, uh, you know, now you've got, the WCW's, you know, exciting and interesting and getting the national attention, and they're putting their Monday night show up right against the WWE's Monday night show, yeah. requiring the, the WWE to fire back. So, uh, yeah, the W, the NWO ends up having eighty-seven members. In it. Yeah, everybody's in it, but yeah, it got to the point where like it was almost like, like who's not in it? Because that's yeah. who they're going to wrestle this week. Uh, but it also required the WWE to have to be creative, and so what we got. Uh, you know, as much as they were, like oh, yeah, I said, pushing Shawn Michaels and burying Triple H, uh, they were putting together a program that would compete on Monday nights against the WCW. Yeah, this is hands down the best time for wrestling. Sometime during this show, we are going to cross paths. 
has. China. You talk about us being degenerates. You know what? I'm, I'm tired of Generation X getting a bad rap. You Everybody, think you're a degenerate? You think you're a degenerate? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm positive I'm one. I guess I'd have to be one. But you know, Generation X always is a bad rap. Everybody calls me degenerates. Degeneration X, is that us? Degeneration X, Triple H, HBK, China, Ravishing Rick, we are Degeneration X. You make your rules and we Ravishing Rick Rude was another one of those guys that were in phenomenal shape. Like always. Yeah. China's bigger than Shawn Michaels there. If you look at that picture, that's kind of funny. China was actually a guy. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, so that was the, uh, you know, you've got WCW and WWE as much as they were fighting it out for ratings i mean it was the best of times for both of those companies i think oh yeah for wrestling you'll never ever have another moment in wrestling that will top that no i mean that was that was where college kids were getting together and having (laughs) monday nights in the dorm room oh yeah i mean it was literally accepted by everyone at that point and that'll never happen again the great thing about it was that you know now there are two companies and so you had guys that were legends in the wwe going over to wcw wwe is kind of stripped and so they're taking some of these mid-card guys like you were talking about with the undertaker and just you know creatively the wwe was still strong they just didn't have their name brand talent so they were taking these mid-card guys and taking them over to the wwe finding the right gimmick and turning them into big celebrities. Uh, WCW was doing a little bit of that themselves as well. Plus, both of these sides are trying to find the next big thing and signing that guy before the other side does. So you had, as much as the 80s were all about, you know, oh, the WWE had all this talent, this is where people that you wouldn't normally expect, the guys that didn't look like professional wrestlers, all of a sudden are getting a chance to shine because there's twice as, you know, there's two companies now. They're both looking to one up the other guy so uh stuff like this where you take a a mid-card guy from one company find the right gimmick and uh turn him into a superstar yeah so you take a a a stunning steve austin from the wcw tell him to shave off that (laughs) comb over he's got give him the a gimmick of you know what you're just gonna go out there and beat the shit out of people and yeah his uh first wife actually gave him his name they were sitting around having breakfast one day and he he said something and she's like damn that was stone cold steve and he was <laughs> like wait a minute yeah because he was he was at that point of what i can't go any further yeah, with this gimmick go, yeah <laughs> i can't go any further with the stunning steve so i needed to do something and they that's where they got the stone cold steve austin from but uh, here is one that uh, features Michael Buffer, but from 98. Uh, this is a couple of uh, WCW guys they brought up. One of them, uh, Steve Austin's uh, manager originally, who decided once Austin left, he got his chance to step up as a wrestler versus the uh, homegrown talent, uh, another Hall of Fame inductee from last night. We'll just kind of watch the beginning of this. And also, Stunning Steve came out of the this ECW. Is yep. the moment the world has been waiting for. With the legendary Michael Buffer making the call. Yep. Championship of the world. I forget how much he used to make from doing these. Oh, yeah. Man, he was making good good money. Are you ready? (laughs) And there's no excitement. His face does not change (laughs) at all. (laughs) 
millions watching around the great boys. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, DDP. That was awesome. Let's get ready to rumble! I swear it's not a ripoff of Nirvana. No, <laughs> we changed just enough notes to avoid a lawsuit. <laughs> the hottest question in the city. In professional wrestling, everywhere we go. I lost pages. But this is one of those guys that, you know, he was a mid-card manager. <laughs> he gets an opportunity because the, they need more talent and so all of a sudden he's at the top of the top of the heap here at WCW. And this was about the time that uh, DDP actually first started to learn to read. Yeah. He couldn't read before this. Yep. They said when he was backstage, he was always had a newspaper or a book. Yeah, his, in his wife hand. was teaching him how to read on the road. And yep. Yep. Now he has DDP yoga and doing damn good. He was cool. I got to meet him, too. <laughs> I got to meet him in this time. Era. Heavyweight contender in the world, the master of the diamond cutter, DDP Diamond Dallas Hayes. He was another Joe Average guy. Yeah. He wasn't that big. He wasn't a good looking dude. Yeah. He was just everything about him, except his wrestling. He was a damn good wrestler. Yeah, he's one of those guys that benefited from a gimmick and a need for talent. Yep. Everybody had to have their little signature moves. Oh, yeah. That that's time. part that's of it. That's what made him famous. Oh, yeah. This is the diamond cutter. But, uh, kind but of a fun side note if you were talking about getting talent and everything. As we were watching this, unbeknownst to us, all your people like AJ Styles and all those guys. Were watching as well. <laughs> were watching, and they were cutting their teeth in New Japan because that oh, was yeah. getting big. And that Triple A down in Mexico was getting yeah. big. And so all these guys that are the stars now, they were starting. Watching the same stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll hear about that every once in a while. You know, how many people were at a certain match, and that was, you know, the Goldberg. Goldberg. That guy was a man-child. God, he was, he was a beast. But it was all about the entrance and the gimmick. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he was. Well, that dude, man, he was legit strong. Oh, yeah. He picked those big dudes up and held them. And if, he, if I don't know if you've ever tried to do this move, <laughs> the jackhammer to someone in real life. Yeah. We used to do it at the pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd pick each other up and throw each other on the pizza bags, <laughs> the delivery bags. But doing a jackhammer to somebody is not easy, even yeah. if they're being nice and trying to hold themselves steady oh, for yeah. you. That takes some strength, and he did it effortlessly. So funny story about Goldberg. <laughs> we, uh, we mentioned it last week, and you're like, "Don't just save it till next week." So we had a um, a math teacher. His name was Mr. Twenty. Just so <laughs> no, that, that was actually his name, Mr. Twenty. It was wasn't spelled twenty. It was twenty. Right. And uh, he had a Goldberg a Goldberg cutout, like an actual size right. Goldberg. So he was on. He was on one of his teacher breaks, you know. He didn't have class that hour, and we, me and my buddy, skipped class. And we went in there and took the Goldberg and hit it. We hit it in the janitor's closet for days and days, and told the janitor's like, "Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Just keep quiet about it." And he, you know, he played right along. So 
we actually like blackmailed his uh blackmailed him against the goldberg cutout like <laughs> started to threaten us and stuff and wow. everything we're like he'll show back up don't worry about it he'll <laughs> show back up and it was a it was a funny ordeal we carried on for like two weeks that thing was in the janitor's closet and it was uh he just got to the point where he was threatening us to <laughs> bring it back yeah that was that's crazy i haven't watched any of this forever he always breathed into smoke and snorted out his. Yeah, with the sparks out. going off. It's funny because every once in a while he'll be doing interest in those sparks. So going you'll see him over there patting, t- putting so them out on his shit. The actual wrestler that looked like he could be in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't because he had the football background. He right. wasn't awkward with his size. Right. Because a lot of these guys, you know, they start doing the steroids or even just start working out late in life so they weren't comfortable with being big dudes yeah he's always been a big dude even his high school pictures he was a big dude so yeah that's what made him so good he was so agile oh yeah yeah he was he played for the atlanta falcons for a while in the nfl and yeah so he was believable that's what helped his character too plus he looks like a fucking psychopath (laughs) he looks like he would do that to you he was uh in his uh induction speech last night he was talking about uh for a while there when he was big in WCW they would go on the road and uh he and the big show would be the headliner the main event and uh you know Goldberg had to be the the winner you know cuz he's Goldberg he had to keep the streak alive yeah and the big show was just kind of lazy <laughs> so they would they planned these 30 second matches as the main event <laughs> he said and people would just eat it up cuz they're like you know most people would be like they're coming to see the main event they want to see a good long match yeah but people were paying to show up for a 30-second match, and they were walking out happy with it. And he was saying that uh, he'd go up there and he'd put the big show, like you were talking about with the jackhammer. He'd get him up in the jackhammer. He said the big show was not comfortable being up in the air yeah. like that. And he's like, he'd sit there and he'd hold him up there and he'd be tugging on his things, going, okay, put me down now, put me down now. <laughs> and he'd be walking around the side of the ropes with it around the ring, holding him up there and stuff. And he's like, damn it, put me down. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah. Could you imagine – Big Show never. He's oh yeah, not somebody who's ever been lifted up. Yeah, exactly. I pick up people all the time that's not used to leaving their feet, and they're just like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, because <laughs> you know nobody walks up and picks people up. But Goldberg, I remember one of the things. Uh, there was something I don't remember what the whole thing was, but basically he had to punch out the side window of a limousine, right? And uh, he got mistaken of which one it what yeah, glass which window. was the fake one. Yeah, so he punched it and he's like what the hell and he knew that it was live tv so he just went ahead and hauled off and he actually broke through it ended up breaking a couple fingers and uh slicing his arm up and so he was supposed to break through a sugar glass and end up breaking through an actual window of a limousine yeah he was telling a story about uh when he went to the wwe they were telling him uh he was saying it was stephanie mcmahon who was in charge of the talent relations at the time was saying you know you know we understand this is your stick but you can't headbutt the door and he's like, well, that's what I do. He said, they, they knock on the door, and I pour a whole bottle of water over my head, and then I headbutt the door, and I kind of get myself in the frame of mind. And she's like, yeah, you can't do that here. We can't have you headbutting the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll pay for the door. You can take it out of my check. She's like, no, that's not it. We can't. It's a health and safety thing. We can't have you headbutting the door. He said, so they knocked on the door, and he poured the water over it, and said he punched the door as hard as he could. And, Went out there and did his match and came back and was seen by the doctor and he broke his hand. <laughs> He's like, so after that, I never punched the door or headbutted the door after that ever again. But uh, That's so, great. But the guy that, you know, we talk about people that had an opportunity to step up, probably the guy that 
was the most traveled. He was with every. He was in Japan. He is. He was everywhere. ECW, WCW, and had an opportunity. Another guy that does not look like a professional wrestler, but because he had the right gimmick and was willing to do anything, he rose to the top of the heap. And that would have been uh, Mick Foley in any one of his oh, yeah. uh, many characters. But uh, here's probably the moment that made him uh, also from 1998. What's going to happen here? Yeah. For those of you not knowing, they're on, this is where they're on top of the steel cage. This was the uh, first, I think it was the first ever, or not maybe not the first, but definitely one of the best Hell in the Cell matches. Yeah. Where, where he gets thrown off the top of the cage through the table. Yeah. You would have thought it. Yeah. That's the one where uh, I comes guess. up and he's got his tooth showing yeah, in his nostril. He, he's bitten through. He's got a tooth head coming out of his nostril. He's bitten through his lip. He's got teeth coming out that way. It was supposed to be over. Like the match was like done. This is what they had decided to do. And so the Undertaker's on top of it and watching, and they're putting him on a stretcher for real. And you know, like okay, we're gonna get take him back, get him some medical attention, and then so the Undertaker comes down, gets in the ring because they're gonna do the end of the show, you know, his music and stuff. And as they're pulling him out, he Mick Foley wakes up because he was knocked out, <laughs> and he gets off the stretcher, and he'd planned that he was gonna continue if he survived that. Yep. And so, and the Undertaker's like, and you could see if you if you watch the old videos, and I didn't have this one pulled up, but he's in the ring like staring at him like. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he gets back in there and they continue. And Mick Foley goes under the because he'd already figured I'm going to continue and I'm going to do my thing. And one of the things from ECW, you know, they were the hardcore. He pulls out the bag full of tacks and he spreads them across. And Undertaker's like, What the fuck are we doing here? And Mick Foley's like, Just slam me into those. And he's like, No. Yep. <laughs> he's like, No, do it. I've done it before. It's okay. And he's like, and the Undertaker in interviews afterwards, like I thought, I really messed up his head because he's asking me to slam him <laughs> onto these thumbtacks. And oh, like, no. so I did it, <laughs> and so he did. He slams him into the thumbtacks and ends up pinning him and stuff. And Undertaker's, you know, got tacks sticking out of his elbows and stuff where he's having to get down and pin him. And he's like, that was the most messed up thing he said he's ever been a part of. But oh man, I remember uh, when he started his Cactus Jack character. Right, and that was like in the AWA, I think it was. Yeah, and um, that was when he was having big feuds with uh, Terry Funk. Oh yeah, and uh, they would just they <laughs> get whatever they could and well, beat the I, hell out of each other. I knew he was kind of crazy and they did some stuff, but I'll never forget Terry Funk gets him in the pile driver. At, on the outside of the ring and jumps off the ring onto the concrete and pile drives right. Mick Foley on the concrete, and I was that was the craziest shit I'd ever seen <laughs> on TV. Yeah, and I was like, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. there's no way he survived that. And the guy that got the worst of it was Terry Funk, blew out his knees doing <laughs> that because you know his. Because Mick Foley's head is protected yep. by his knees, and so yeah, it's funny how God, that was the guy amazing. that's taking the brunt of the damage is not the one that looks like he's taking it. But uh, it was also a time uh, where the WWF, like I said, was uh, building their own homegrown, homebrewed uh, talent, and this was probably the biggest talent of all out of that era. For as much as Goldberg was the WCW, this guy was the WWF in the in the nineties. Yep. Now on. To badass Billy Gunn. Fucking my view. 
The Rock understands what took place. The night you won King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> you see? <laughs> He's trying not to laugh. <laughs> and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. <laughs> His promos were so great. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your <laughs> name is. <laughs> Absolutely right. You do suck, but there is one thing and one thing only you can do. You must go find the man who is simply electrifying. You must go find the rock. Oh, but God, anybody but the rock know your role. Shut your mouth! And then, Billy, as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek, and piss rolled down your leg. <laughs> your house started to shake again, the clouds parted, the heavens opened, and what seemed like millions Her voices all said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah, that's the time when Degeneration X was feuding with the Nation of Domination. Yeah, so. He was the leader of. Yeah. So, as much as Goldberg never said a word, just came out there and powered through. You had The Rock, who was not very – he, he was built from the Hogan mold where he wasn't really that great of a wrestler, but he would come out there and cut the promos that, you know – that It was about the showmanship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, – At this time, him and Chris Jericho could not be <laughs> on the mic. When they oh, yeah. would pair them up and yeah. have them go at each other. Taking um, the mic from each other and, and going at it. And they rip on Stephanie McMahon, called her a whore, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Those were great. Oh, yeah. So, I mean – yeah, it was a great time. That was probably the golden age with the, when that competitiveness. But it wasn't all great times. Um, as much as you know, people were going back and forth. There's a famous story of Bret Hart who had signed. He was his contract with the WWE was over. He was going to WCW. He had one last title match in his hometown on a pay per view against Shawn Michaels and. Bret Hart was going to retain the title and he was going to show up the next night and it was going to be vacated or he was going to give the title to Shawn Michaels, however they decided to do it. Uh, but that's not necessarily the plan that, uh, that Vince McMahon had. He didn't want his champion going over to WCW. And so we get what is famously known as the Montreal screw job. Yeah, because back then they were taking the titles with them, like Medusa, that. and they were taking the titles and oh, you're kidding yep. me. throwing them in the trash. Yep. Are you going to take me Bret Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is. Are 
So a planned spot, Shawn Michaels is going to get Bret Hart in his own finishing move, and uh, the official rings the bell. Look at him. They're both confused. <laughs> Neither one yeah. knows what's going on. And uh, he tried to say Shawn Michaels knew what was going on. That is not the face of someone who knew no. what was going on. No. Yeah, the way that he's acting outside afterwards, he's just... Yeah, he put his hand up like, well, what's going on? Yeah. And Vince, is, Vince made sure he come up and was like, I mean, look at this. It's not... <laughs> people are getting them out of there. <laughs> yeah, that is not somebody who knew what was going on. No. <laughs> Still a good showman. Yeah, I won. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was a documentary that came out. Uh, what was it called? Wrestling with Shadows, I think, or something. It was a year, basically, that they were already shooting. It was going to be the last year of Bret Hart in the WWE and... Uh, they were shooting it, and it just so happened that they caught this, and they showed backstage in the documentary when Vince McMahon goes into the locker room to talk to Bret Hart afterwards, and Bret Hart gives him a black eye. You know, it was so that was, and that caused a big rift for a long time between them. Um, it was also a time when a lot of people were dying. Either you had old wrestlers who had taken steroids and their bodies were failing, you had a lot of suicide. You had famously you had the murder suicide of Ben Chris Benoit and his family. Yeah. Uh, you had Owen Hart, Bret Hart's brother, dying in the ring after an accident with a harness falling coming from the ceiling, which ended anybody coming from the ceiling anymore yeah. i mean sting used to drop from the ceiling all the Shawn time michaels would he would yeah he'd zip line in, in, zip line in sorry so uh it was up and down but uh shortly after that you know you had the ecw you had wcw the wwe decided they were kind of tired of playing that game and so they went out and bought them all in 2001 yeah. 2003 through in that two-year period they uh went out and bought all the competition uh creatively it was kind of things started to go downhill i think at that point because they didn't have to come up with the wild ass stuff to be at the top because they owned you know when you're the only game in town yeah. you can do whatever you want um but even that wasn't creatively devoid because at that point you had while your singles titles you know it was always the steve austin it was always the rock um and the tag team side you had a few guys that were working together and coming up with the most insane stuff as well uh probably capped off by tables ladders and chairs matches um yep. between the dudley boys the hardy boys edge and christian uh this is from wrestlemania 17 uh probably illustrates some of the crazy shit they were doing just as bad as as well as anything else in oh, yeah. this clip tlc matches were amazing Yeah, one of the really fun things is is uh, Devon Dudley. Yeah, he his their thing was he always got up on the top rope while yeah you know Bubba the spread up. the legs. He did what up. He was terrified of heights so much he didn't even like doing that. Yeah. So when he had to do these tables, ladders, and chairs matches, he hated that. That's why he very rarely saw Devon getting up on the ladder. It was always Bubba. I don't remember which one, if it's Edge or Christian, 
I think it's maybe Kristen doesn't like heights either. Yeah, I know uh, this these series of matches they put together were just insane. First of all, where do you find a ladder like that? That has yeah. to be a custom-made job, a 20-foot ladder. But, uh, yeah, tables, ladders, and chairs. And it was, but that's what put Jeff Hardy on the map was these. Yeah, flipping off and yeah, flying backwards off of stuff. God, and the stuff that they – he'd get on there and jump off of the top of that onto, onto the, the floor. floor. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. It is amazing. Yeah, watching these guys, you can't imagine how any of them survived. But, uh, again, at the Hall of Fame last night, they inducted the Dudley Boys, and they had Edge and Christian and Matt and Jeff come up on the stage and were like, we oh, are wow. nothing with that. It took six guys all checking their ego at the door and every one of us saying, we're going to do the most insane shit and we're going to trust the other guy to catch us <laughs> and yep. and not think about it because if you think about any of these, you won't do them. Just do it and trust that, you know, there's going to be a guy or two guys or in some cases three or four guys on the floor that are going to catch you. So just go for it. And it, it's crazy watching some of these and it's just man, how nobody died on some of these stupid stuff they did. Oh, there's a hundred chance, especially when they would be at the top and they would push the ladders over. Yeah. And two guys, one on each side yeah. of the ladder flying over, looking for making sure they time it. So they hit the table and don't fall up, you know, yep. past because the tables were there to stop momentum more than anything else. You know, it wasn't a, you know, putting somebody through a table, yeah, it probably doesn't feel great, but the tables were there to catch your momentum so you didn't hit the cement floor. Yeah, and it's yeah. not like you were like, okay, we're going to have these matches several times. Right. We're going to practice falling from the top <laughs> yeah. of the ladder onto the – No, I mean, you, you, just you did it like, that night, yeah. yeah. You so, planned your spot and said, I think we're going to try this, and I think we'll try that, and – I'm gonna. When you see me doing this, you just lay there, and you know a lot of that's coordination and talking, communicating as they're doing the matches. Yep. But I'm gonna slam you through this table. You lay there because you're gonna catch me as I jump off this, and it's just. Yeah, it, there was one of those that Jeff Hardy went over like that, and he was supposed to hit the tables, and the only thing that hit the tables was like his ankle. Yeah, it's, he, <laughs> he, like, he, like, he barely oh, hit. The, yeah, it just kind of slid through. I was like, oh god. Which is why those guys have drinking and substance abuse yeah. problems. All the pain pills they have to take now. Uh, yeah. But that was, you know, now the modern era, it, it's different. We've got the uh, beef and turkey. <laughs> we've got the, 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 <laughs> the RBG heroes. Dollar, RBG. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now, now we're talking. Boys. Now we're back in the. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Get some meat. Uh, but yeah, now the modern era, it's, it's as much defined by the crossover ability of the stars as it is about what goes on in the ring now you've got you know the rock taking it to out to films dave batista became he was never much of a, i mean he was he was uh, big but he was he was never a good worst, wrestler but, he was one of the worst wrestlers but ever. then he's doing it his thing in films and you know he's been in a lot of different films uh you know john cena is now branching out and so uh, as much as these guys, you know, do the wrestling thing, they're more known now, it seems like, for all the other stuff they do. It's not like, you know, what was <laughs> Mr. Nanny or whatever the Hogan did back in the 80s. It's, you know, now yeah. they're actual legitimate movie yeah, stars. What was the one where he drank the antifreeze or whatever? What movie was that? Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a few of them in the 80s. There was uh, the one they did with, uh, what's that guy's name? Zeus, I think. Tiny Tony of Liston, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, yeah, they were, you know, that was just crappy. The WWE was trying to move their brand into films, and they oh, yeah. that didn't work. But uh, now they actually have a legitimate film brand. And I think, from what I understand, Vince McMahon still gets a piece of everything that all these guys do. Yeah, that's what I've uh, noticed in some of the things I'll be watching. He'll be like watch listed as a credits. producer or something. And it's or, like, you know, WWE is in there, and I'm like, oh, 
I didn't know they had a. Yeah, I think he's kind of like the godfather. He's got his finger in all these guys' yeah. different you know things that they do. So might as well. But now it's it's guys that were wrestlers moving out to Hollywood. Uh, MMA stars are moving into the wrestling ring. Yep. Uh, Brock Lesnar was in football, like Goldberg. He did the MMA thing. He's wrestling. Ronda Rousey's left the MMA. Is wrestling now. So. Uh, as much as it doesn't feel like it's as big as it was back in the late '90s, you know, or even the '80s, it's there's a lot more crossover. It's it's still there. These people are still permeating pop culture. It's just not in a more as a focused as this is the wrestling thing. It's but it'll always be like the kids when they were little, they would watch wrestling with me, and every once in a while, like they'll come through when I'm watching. They'll kind of watch for a minute or two and all that so you know it yes it's not you're not having college parties you're not you're not set yeah it's not appointment television like it used to be but but it's that diehard crowd that's still a significant you know in springfield i'll see you know people with the wrestling t-shirts and stuff and i'm like good for you yeah like all right so, have you been keeping up with the modern WWE stuff? Oh, yeah. I watch wrestling every Odin, are you up on the WWE? I'm really not. You're not anymore? No. I haven't watched wrestling in 20 years, probably. Probably since the 2000s, 98s, 2000s, stuff it's like that. It's had its low times. I've walked away from it for a few months and here and there and different stuff. But, like, the new group of wrestlers pretty good. The, my favorite new wrestler right now is Elias. Yeah. And he's... Just a big old barbarian-looking <laughs> built dude that plays guitar, pisses people off. But you know he's got a great gimmick, and I I just found out the other day he's like one of Triple H's boys. He's like he's he was handpicked by Triple H right. to move up, and I was like, oh, but he's he's got it. And he, they a lot of people can't stand John Cena now. Right? They, they just they love to hate him. Yeah. But he had a match with John Cena a few weeks ago. That was probably one of the best wrestling matches I've seen in a long time. I mean, both of them were high energy, big moves, just a lot. It was really, really interesting. So he's he's like my favorite right now. So do you feel like uh, running through the card and giving us your predictions for this WrestleMania? Yeah, I don't mind. You think you got enough knowledge about the matches and I, the, the I guys? I think so. Yeah. All right. So we know there are going to be a couple of uh, battle royals uh, to start it off. There was a women's battle royal, a men's battle royal. We'll skip those. And How jump come we didn't the- see any of the women wrestlers in the videos? Well, you know, the women's wrestling is more now than it. I mean, back then, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It started. I mean. There was the old time women's wrestlers, but you know, in yeah. the '90s, you had your, you know, your Trish Stratus and, and that's Lita. That's when wrestling and got big. Was when you had Victoria, Trish Stratus, and Lita. Yeah, they Ivory. made when, you know, Ivory. Yes, you can't forget Ivory. You know, she came from the old the, the, glow, know, the glow days, days yeah. you know, stuff. And uh, those women were real. Get in there, athletes and beating bodybuilders the shit and, out of each other, and that's what's like. That took it away from that bra and panty matches and the right, but they were still like that. doing that with them too. Yeah, well, they didn't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't watch it for anything. But else. they were at least, <laughs> they were at least getting up there and getting their time to do. Matches but nowadays, God, the women's division is just oh, as good or better oh, than the men's standing. stuff. Sasha Banks, I, I, Bailey, Charlotte you know. Flair. And oh yeah. yeah, there's. And I think that looking at this WrestleMania, they were talking about there's more women on this WrestleMania than there has ever been on any card. Oh, so. I believe that. But uh, we'll run through here. The Cruiserweight Championship, Kenny, uh, Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali. What do you think there? You've got two really good wrestlers. and Well, Cruiserweights usually are. They're usually yeah. your more technically sound. I, I like 
as far as character wise, I like Cedric more. Mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali is a great, does amazing, crazy flips, does all that kind of stuff. But Cedric, I think, will be the winner of that one. All righty, we'll see how you do. The uh, U.S. Championship. Randy Orton's got the title right now after the last pay per view yep. uh, in a trip at uh, a four way. Sorry, fatal four way match with uh, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. All of them have uh, some momentum right now. So. Yeah, Jinder Mahal's starting to get a little bit are. more. Me neither. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I guarantee Jinder Mahal will not win. Right. And I, I would prefer Rusev just because Rusev is like my favorite wrestler right now just because he before he started getting over with Rusev Day, he's funny, dude. Yeah. And I, I like him. I, I want Rusev to win. Which he might because the they put him in this match because he was asking for his release. Right. And I so they may give him the win, but I'm almost afraid Randy Orton's gonna keep it and I hope he doesn't. Oh yeah, but guys, uh did you know it's Rusev Day? Yes. Tomorrow might be. Tomorrow or might today be. if you're listening to it on After Sunday. Beer After I, National Beer Day. Yeah. Today's National Beer Day and then tomorrow may be Rusev Day. I don't think they'll let Bobby Roode beat Randy Orton for the Well, title. Randy Orton doesn't have to get beaten as a thing. Well, you know what I mean though. I don't think they'll let him release the title here. But if they yeah. did if they plan on doing that, Bobby Roode will win it, but I think Rusev should be the one you that think Rusev, so I'm going to I'll go with Rusev. All right. The Raw Tag Team Championship, uh, the bar versus, who are the champions, versus Braun Strowman and somebody who has not yet been announced. No, they were talking about Race Mysterio coming in and doing yep. it, but he's trolling everybody and saying that he's still injured and may not show up, and then they were talking that Elias may be Braun's Mm-hmm. You know, thing, but they were trying to set up a little concert with him, trying to get the rock in to do his guitar right. gimmick, and Jeff Jarrett's going to be there getting Jeff Jarrett right. in there and doing that. So I don't think it'll be him either, but it might be. But I, they they won't let Braun Strowman win. The bar will win that one. Yeah. And only because they have better things to do with Braun Strowman. Yeah, I feel like uh, whoever it. they throw out there is going to be the guy that's going to get pinned, no oh, matter yeah. who it is. Yeah, you know, they'll take so. the pin for it. And yeah, that way he doesn't lose any momentum. Yeah, and that could start a little mini feud, give Braun something to do, but it, yeah. they won't let the bar lose it. The, the bar, if they lose it, they're going to lose it to somebody on the show, you know, an actual tag team. Yeah. But. So the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, and versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Who do you have on this one? Um, Are the New I, Day just too squirrely to win <laughs> uh, to new, get a push like that? Or? The New Day, I mean, they've had it right, and they it feels they like they've kind of with l- it. Yeah, lost the momentum. They had did with the injuries. Yeah. They had a couple of people get injured, and uh, I still don't. I mean, he might be okay, but. Uh, the um, what's his name? I can't remember what his name is now. I'll think of it, but uh, Colt, Kofi, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I think he's still maybe not okay, but uh, they won't let the Bludgeon Brothers win. That's just not in the card, even though they're awesome. The X Wyatt family right. members, for people who don't know, uh, I think the Usos are gonna do Retain. it because they lost their momentum, but it's back now. So I think they want to sell T-shirts and stuff. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, the Raw Women's Championship: uh, Alexa Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. 
What do you have there? Uh, Nia Jax is... Uh, is she, it Nia or Nia? Nia. Nia. See, I always yep. pronounce it wrong. Another cousin of the Rocks. Yeah. Um, I I think that it would be awesome for her to win, for Nia to win, mm-hmm. just because she could have a nice run as a believable, hard-to-beat person. Because she is... I mean, I watched her the other night do a flip and land on somebody like kind of like a rolling right on the Roll shoulders through, but right i mean she's a big girl and mm-hmm. i mean not just overweight but she's right thick and powerful and uh but alexa bliss is they're making too much with her being the best Barbie, snotty little right. bad girl yeah and so i think alexa bliss will win that one all righty intercontinental championship the miz is still holding the title versus seth rollins versus uh finn balor what do you think there? Um, I think the Miz will drop the belt because he just had the baby. And he's so looking for a little time off. Yeah. for a little time off. So they'll do something to him, like injure him somehow that he has to be written off TV so he can do that. So if I had to guess, because Vince McMahon does not like Finn Balor, mm-hmm. uh, Seth Rollins is going to win that one. Yeah. Former championship winning another one. Yep. Uh, Daniel Bryant and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This is one that's just uh, just one of the. Sh- this is just for show. Yep. <laughs> one of those uh, exhibitions where you bring Shane McMahon ever out every WrestleMania and yeah. Well, Shane McMahon has good. to wrestle twice a year to keep, keep his, his yeah. contract for yep. being a wrestler. Yep. So he can make that money. So that's the only way he can be on the payroll. Yep. So. Uh, I, I guess I'll take off my noise-canceling headphones now. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any more <laughs> volume going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can all remove the cans. We don't have any more videos. Well, I can... With, when I put these on, I can barely... I can barely <laughs> you hear, can hear what's going on. So, what do you uh, got on this? On purpose. Yeah. For, Daniel Bryan coming back for a reason. Uh, injury. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good show. Shane McMahon will do some kind of crazy-ass shit of jumping off the... Yeah, he'll jump off something. Yeah. Something. You know, he does that. And Daniel Bryan will be high energy, this and that. Um... I really honestly think that they will let Daniel Bryant and Shane McMahon win because the other two are going to be fighting amongst themselves. Uh, well, no, it's, I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to go to the raw brand. So they didn't tell them they were fired from the WWE. If they lose, right. They're just won't appear on SmackDown anymore. Right. And, uh, for those people that do watch, you'll remember that, uh, Stephanie McMahon, uh, had a little backstage thing where she was saying that how talented they were and they should be over on her yeah. brand. So that's why I think they'll have Daniel Bryant and Shane McMahon win. All right. SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte and Asuka. Uh, Asuka. See, I always pronounce every one of these wrong. I always pronounce them phonetically is my problem. That's just Asuka. Yeah, because we watch with the captions on and the volume down because nobody <laughs> in my house can hear. So I always <laughs> see the names and closed captioning, so I'm always pronouncing them wrong. But go ahead. Yeah, Asuka is still on a winning streak. She has not lost right. since NXT. Right. So I, I think if anybody deserves to end that streak, it'll be Charlotte Flair. But... Uh, they are still. I think they want to have Oscar be the SmackDown champion, just so uh, SmackDown will have somebody interesting on the show right. besides the same old, same old. Right. And the best way to do that is to not kill her streak and to have her be the champion and hold it over there for a, a while. while. So I'm going with Oscar. All right, another. Uh 
circus matches, what I you know call them, carnival yeah. matches here. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus the McMahons, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Yeah, I. That's a <laughs> you, tough the, one. You don't bring Ronda Rousey over and have her lose the first yeah. match on the biggest stage, do you? The, I mean, um, if they do have it, Kurt Angle will take the pin. Right. They won't be Ronda Rousey. Right. And then Ronda Rousey will beat up Stephanie McMahon for a little bit. And then Triple H will come over and do something. Or Stephanie will have somebody that comes and kind of takes her out or something. But um, I I think Kurt Angle is going to take the pin for that. So I think Stephanie McMahon Triple H is going to win that one. All right. Because Triple H has a gigantic ego. and he Yeah, can't, he can't lose. Yeah. yeah, he'll be the one to pin Kurt Angle or make him tap. John Cena and The Undertaker. Does uh, this match even – do you care? <laughs> I mean, uh, this – Five years ago, maybe, but this probably will not actually happen. Right. Um, what they're kind of talking about for this is that uh, the Undertaker will show up. They'll have words, maybe even a little squabble. Right. But it's setting up for next year's WrestleMania. Right. And I'll go ahead and put it on there that that will be the Undertaker winning that one next year. No. Because right. he'll want to go. That'll be his last match, and he'll go out on top. John Cena is perfectly fine with jobbing for the oh, Undertaker. Yeah. Well, it's like an honor to job for the Undertaker. Yeah, everybody else has, except for Brock Lesnar. Because yeah. Anyway, uh, WWE Championship, AJ Styles, and I'm because uh, I can't pronounce names. Go uh, ahead, Shinsuke and Nakamura. There you go. Is uh, AJ keep the belt? That's a tough one because everybody loves Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. And I can't for stand whatever him. reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's as good as the hype. Yeah, I mean maybe I'm not seeing what everybody else is seeing, but I just because I want to see AJ keep the belt, and yeah. then they'll I think he'll keep the belt and drop it either at the next pay per view or soon or the SmackDown. Yeah, but it won't happen here. I don't think. All righty, last match another. <laughs> Another do you care match, yeah. but uh, sadly it's for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. What do you got there? Um, Roman Reigns, just because Vince going has to a big old fucking twelve inch hard on for <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns, and he wants to push him no matter how much everybody hates him. And I heard Lesnar's going back to MMA for a while. That's okay. what they're talking about. He still is under suspension, right, because of the drug testing and right. that. So he's got a few more months of riding that but out. But that still take you. But, you got to have a few months of training before you go back into that full time. Yeah, anyway, they're so. they're talking because his uh, contract and Paul Heyman's contract ends. And Paul Heyman's got the uh, talk show that he's right. doing and some other stuff. So I, he'll drop it. Roman Reigns will get it, piss everybody off. you know. But Roman yeah. Reigns is going to win that one for sure, no doubt. All righty. So that is your predictions yep. for WrestleMania. We'll see how they play out. Yeah, uh, mine's the same. I will find out Monday morning when, <laughs> yeah. or Monday afternoon. I mean, I agree with Kenny on all those. Every pick? Every one oh, of them? Yeah. You don't see any one of them that you would change? No, not at all. No, me either. Me either. All right. Well, it's unanimous then, I guess. <laughs> but there, there are some stinkers, you know. There are a lot of stinkers. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, it's really picking up. And you're, you've got some talent that are just putting on hell of a show. And they're telling better stories right now, and there's a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm, I bet the women. I watch my wrestling with stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it is. It's always been you know soap operas with yeah. people fighting each other. Yeah, my wife's always like, "Oh, you're watching your story, <laughs> watching your stories again." I like shut up. I wanna, but I will say America. I love watching because I'll record them, and then I can fast forward through the bullshit matches that you see. 
you know, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura fighting again for the 15th week in a row, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, great. That's when you see stuff like, you know, their match on the the pay-per-view tomorrow, it's just like, whoopity-doo, I've seen this every week now for the past. Yep. I give two shits less. Yep, I agree. So I'm going to turn my Netflix back on. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't paid, I haven't. Haven't had it for when a couple I, of weeks. Yeah, well, not for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Has it? Yeah, I, nobody was watching it. I turned it off. I'm getting ready to turn it back on tonight. Is there anything I need to get caught up on? Un-superhero related. Uh, that's what I was trying to think. What have I watched on Netflix lately? Uh, I guess see what's in my queue. Mm, you know what? We should just pull up Netflix. I mean, because uh, uh, I'm going to turn it back on tonight. Yeah, the kids are wanting to watch. They're wanting to watch the old lemony snickets. Oh yeah. Oh they I know. They've seen, they might have started a, it in here. I'm sure they have. Mine have got. Nick a, was supposed to be here an hour ago, so hopefully she's here. I've yeah. got altered carbon. I want to see that. That looks pretty good. Did you guys yeah. see the trailer? I can't remember the name now. So there's a tr- um, like a robot. This guy is. Uh, Injured, he has no control over his body. Yeah, upgrade. Have you seen the trailer yeah. for Upgrade? No, that looks bad. Oh yeah, it does. does. You need to look at it, Joe. I'll check it out. Yeah, that's that looks. Cool. I saw that a couple days. I ago. just I just watched it. I was like, that looks. Is awesome. that on on Netflix? No, it's oh. just no, it's a movie coming out. out. Okay, I, was gonna say, I thought we were talking about. It, and I was like, no, nah, I don't. Know. Lost in Space uh, comes out on Friday. Does it? Yeah. If you, oh, if I just added the Office. That's what I added. I uh, what's Popular on Orange Netflix. Ash vs. the Evil Dead's on there. But I can't right. wait for Glow Season 2 to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've heard a new season of Magicians on here. Yeah. I don't uh, two seasons is all they have on. Okay, I've seen both of those. Yeah. Have you seen, have you guys watched Black Mirror? Dude, I've that, heard nothing that but show, good stuff about it, but I don't I, know. So I've started watching it. It is Every episode is different. Right. But every episode is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like... You you have to be in the right mind frame right to like really get into that show. Yeah. It's not I don't know that you'll like it. I've heard that it's really good, but yeah, I've heard that it's I've heard that every episode except for like one ends on like a downer where you're ready to like just go like, "Well, fuck humanity then," or you know. Yeah, it's I've it's heard a it's, different show. Yeah. Uh Well, yeah, I I added Yoga Hosers. Yoga hosers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. What kind of shows any. do you watch, Kenny? Oh, that's, that's a movie. A Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, <laughs> his daughter and uh, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Johnny Depp's daughter's in it. You know, I watch, I, I watch a lot of weird I stuff. I don't. I don't see anything that I is jumping out at me. You guys watch the watch uh, stand, any of the stand up stuff on there? Yeah, mm, every once. Yeah. You ever seen uh, Bo Burnham's? Shows. Yeah, he loves Bo that, Burnham. That guy's funny, man. Yeah, his it, songs are. We were just watching one of his. Uh, Songs today, the pandering song. Yeah, I love the that. country song. Yeah, uh, I don't see a whole lot on Netflix that jumps out to me as, "Hey, you really need to sit down and watch that." We're. Uh, did you guys? Did you watch the Hateful Eight? I've seen parts I've of seen it. it. I haven't it, sat through the whole. It thing. was pretty good. It was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I like. I liked it. Yeah, I'm looking at why he's scrolling here. Queer Eye. I don't watch that. Man, I'm waiting for a Tropic you Thunder to too, boys. I, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a Tropic Thunder. Man, I'm ready. Have you ever seen this? Have you watched this documentary about the toys? Yeah, that's good. I watched the a few of them. Out, isn't it? It's supposed to be. They're working on a second season. That was a good show. I like I'm that. telling you, if you watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, you will watch every one of them. <laughs> I, I guarantee oh, Back it. when it was new, I've wa- I seen it a couple it's times on again. TV. It's new again. They're doing a whole Everything different. old is new again, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing a whole Speaking lot. Speaking of the magicians, are you caught up with that? I don't watch it. I haven't uh, watched any of them. I like I like the show, but I'm not I'm not going to pay to watch it. Hey, I, I guess crazy. I am if I'm paying for Netflix. But hey, the Lost Boys is on Netflix. Sweet. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is awesome. Masters of the Universe. You can watch that. <laughs> yeah, only hey. one season though. I'll so they don't introduce all the characters. We we have all the seasons on DVD or did have. There you go. I love those. Now everything I'm watching right now is either on Hulu I need or the GI uh, Joes. Yeah. So what's on? Again? What's Hulu got going on? Hulu has a lot more TV shows that are a lot more current. I think. Let me see. I know. I'm watching the Highlander series on uh, there right now. Yeah, I'm almost watching, I'm watching Community on there right now. Actually, <laughs> I've got Community on the on Hulu. To watch yeah. It, yeah. Oops, I hit the wrong one. Uh, I like yeah. Community. Yeah, I don't. You know, I. I'm either watching those. I don't know if I can log in here. So Hulu's eight dollars a month. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm my watching. Sister has it. We're on. We're using hers. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I'm going to use Joey's. <laughs> if you'll give me the password. As well. <laughs> yeah, Le- Legion Hulu. is. It's a. Okay, it's superhero, but it's not a superhero. Do you watch that Legion? The, oh yeah. I mean lo- the second. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That was that was crazy. Yeah, the, I was like, uh, oh, we got the dance sequence out of the way. <laughs> no, I, from what I understand, they're going to have a bunch of them all season oh, really? long. Yeah, whenever you have a uh, battle between, I guess three psychics, right? If you yeah. count the Shadow King and then Oliver and yeah. uh, and what's his name? But honestly, could you stop watching? No, when, when, it, when they're, they're having a like, psychic battle and it's depicted as a dance off in a club it was great i was like i can't stop watching this my wife's like i know it is great <laughs> have you watched this the crossing on abc oh, what's that about i heard it's supposed to be pretty good uh let me see if i can pull up the description here i need to watch it uh it's supposed to be the people i've heard of who've watched it said it's very feels very similar to lost it's not like lost but it's so lot the director or the uh, writers of lost have a new show coming out which ones they've I always had they've all no i mean Netherlands. like i don't know it, it seemed like lost i seen a trailer this may be what you're it thinking may, it might be uh let's see a fishing town in oregon and 47 refugees washed up on the beach uh but they're from America, but it's 180 years in the future. So yeah, it's kind of a it's supposed to be kind of like lost-ish feeling to it. I from what I hear, huh. I need to watch it. I'm, they've only had one episode out so far. So uh, no, I, I mean if you got Hulu, you can catch up on the first couple of seasons of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did currently do it. I'm watching those again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, really, I'm watching stuff on television like uh you know the cw stuff superhero stuff which you don't care about uh or like not a whole lot i'm hitting community if if, i won't say i don't care about it there is some shows that are pretty good like the first season of every right show has been pretty good the first two seasons of arrow are really good um if you, you know which i mean doesn't help you if i didn't watch the defenders right you don't need yeah you don't need to do that but I did watch every first season of all of them individually. Right. Yeah. After the first season of Daredevil, I mean, you could watch The Punisher, but I, you said you don't really care for the actor. But um, I don't know. It's pretty good. Once you get, I don't want to say like with Jessica Jones, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure what her power is. She's strong. Yeah. That's and it? That's it. 
She can jump high because she's strong. Yeah, she recovers quick, stuff like that too. Yeah, but I the first season was better than the second season. Yeah, but uh, second season was not good, and that was not because of Jessica Jones. It was because yeah. of uh, everything else going. Kilgrave. Yeah, that was the what made the first season that good. You know, so and Daredevil, I like both seasons of that, but The Punisher. I don't want to say that, you know, how some people are like, well, it didn't really get going until the third episode, fifth episode, blah, blah, because there's good stuff in there, too. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was slow. I just didn't like it that much, but that's just me. There is a cup. There are a couple of scenes in there, though, that are really good. The scene in the uh, woods where the where the guy who the bad guy is watching them through their head, their cameras while they're hunting them through the woods. When uh, the Punisher goes to his buddy who's out in the woods hiding out off the grid. If that like, felt very video gamey. Felt yeah. that felt that was a cool sequence, you know. And if you like had. very unique ways of killing people, <laughs> <laughs> he he does some pretty interesting stuff in there. I'm yeah. like, wow, like, yeah, he's a vicious bastard. <laughs> yeah, which kind of brings the character because you know in the comics he's really built, right. kind of taller and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, big guy can probably do. So when you have his now he's like, more just trained yeah, and elite. Special ops kind of. It's like, guy. oh, I could see why he's smaller, but he could take out people because he's that well trained. So yeah, makes sense. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You just have to play around if you're looking. I mean, you're gonna have to get it for the girls anyway. So <laughs> yeah, play around it'll be it. one of those. I turn it on and then I will. Then you'll play never video use games it. Yeah, and then you'll play oh, World Warcraft. Hulu, I'm watching the Greatest American Hero again. Yeah, I, I watch. <laughs> you know, they don't have the first two episodes like the pilot of it that shows you know him getting the suit and stuff i I jumped in on episode one i'm like yeah i'm like this is an episode one they missed the whole with the aliens and yeah okay i I thought it was just me i was like no i went looking for it and i was like they don't have and it's the first two is the pilot was like a part one and a part two as back to back but yeah they didn't have it i was like well that kind of you kind of have to, which I'm guessing if you're watching that, you kind of have you have to be looking for it anyway. Nobody's just going to stumble across it and be yeah. like, hey, what's this? But they should at least have put those, the first two episodes in there. Oh, yeah. So what are we going to talk about next week, fellas, on the next week's show? We need a Twitter poll. Ooh. We need to talk about something for next week. How about for Twitter poll? Uh-oh. Uh, Work the, the poll. The uh, best sword from the 80s. Sword? Cartoon sword. And I'll I'll throw out like the Thundercat sword, the. Uh, Does it have to be a cartoon? Can we have video game swords? Yeah. Well, no, because I don't know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well know, you're gonna pick. Something yeah, but you're gonna pick. You would your favorite sword wouldn't necessarily be our favorite sword. Was there swords? Oh in yeah. Eighties, video games. Well, not in the eighties, but. Uh, how about just best, best weapon of all time? From any media, greatest <laughs> greatest pop culture weapon. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. How we turn that into a show next week? What are we going to be talking? Oh, about? it could be a it could be a two hour show. All right. Well, I'm gonna have you guys help me put that together then, because I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what's going to go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, I can help you, Joey. It's fine. All right. Good. And me and Odin will put together. So, what are we going to do next? So, best pop culture weapon. Yeah. Well, that's weird. All right. So, do you have something in mind then? Oh yeah. Okay, what is it? So you throw yours out there first and claim it for the Twitter. The pool. Lich King's sword. What was the uh, name of it? Uh, Frostborn. 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 Yeah. I don't know what that is. I know. But <laughs> there's, you're going to say a lot of things that I don't know what the fuck that is either. Okay. Oh, I don't know about that. I was, I was actually going to pick that one, Dusty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to get to it. That's why I told you pick it quick before somebody else claims it. 
So Kenny, Odin, and I have to come up with the greatest pop culture weapon. That's now. What's considered a weapon? Because well, throw it out there. And it, well, that's what throw it out hand, there. Handheld has to be handheld. Yeah, handheld not weapon. AI controlled. Yeah. So. No like a like, like a I'll tell you what, or something. If there's something you're thinking of, throw it out there, and we can all discuss whether or not that's a valid yeah. choice. We'll say handheld. Hmm. You, you because the, well, this is actually mentioned. You mentioned the sword thing, so we just yeah. branched off of it. Because what's are nuts from the fifth element could be considered a weapon. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Sex <laughs> is a weapon, <laughs> and, and it could hand, be handheld. And it could be handheld. <laughs> Generally, then it's not sex; it's masturbation. Depends <laughs> on who you're talking to. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Saints Row Three had the dildo bat. What did Saints Row Three? Oh uh, yeah, I, I got go. another one. I have another one. If you guys don't have one, oh no, hold on. Let everybody see what they can come up with here, and then if we need, I may need to borrow yours. Okay. Well, I will go with the Thundercat sword. The sword of omens. Yep. If you want the one that's going to win the poll, yeah, I can give it to you. So hold on. All right, Odin, what do you have? Get up on that mic when you tell us there. Get up on the microphone. Work that mic. Work that mic. Clouds Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. I will have to start looking some of these up. So mine is... Go ahead and tell me yours, Dusty, because I may or may not use it. I was just going to Lucille. Oh, yeah? From uh, she's going to win the Twitter poll. She probably would because in this day and age, it's, mm-hmm. I'm it's thinking there's got to be something Never better. know. Because so many people like you have dropped away from walking. Yeah, but I still, I still, still know, know who Lucille is. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't put her as one of the bad. I mean, I don't know what this Litchfield thing or whatever. Litchfield, I don't know what your Cloverfield <laughs> shit is. But <laughs> I don't know where Litchfield is. It don't matter. <laughs> well, whatever it is, Frostborn. Okay, Frostmourne. I, it's probably pretty badass. Oh, it is. Oh, yes. So, I, I mean, mm. if we're going to pick one that wins the Twitter poll, it would be lightsabers. I mean. But is a lightsaber really that good of a weapon by itself? It's really just a hot stick, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think about it, it requires a Jedi. An, yeah. In the hands of an average person, I guess no, it wouldn't be. Well, an average person, what do they do? They cut open a dead tauntaun with it. It's <laughs> like it's a pocket knife. Is what it is. It's a hot knife. Yeah, see, my favorite would be the because of when I was a kid watching Thunder, would be the sun sword, right? Which is essentially a lightsaber, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Just like Ukla is pretty yeah. much Chewbacca. The problem is there's a lot of weapons that are only that great by the wielder that carries them. Yeah. Like, you could say, like, Gandalf's staff was badass, but if you put Gandalf's staff in, or staff in uh, you know, one of the Hobbit's hands, then it's probably not going to be that powerful. And it, and it may have happened at one point. <laughs> yes, it may. It's going to be one in the five you seasons know, Amazon's you know, got to come up in with. In the first <laughs> episode, passing that thing around like a <laughs> they were pretty familiar with Gandalf visiting I the Hobbit it, town. <laughs> you have them dreamy eyes staring at everyone. Yeah, everybody's holding Gandalf's staff. Them Hobbit women. That's on. Women. I think that's on Roku. Is everybody <laughs> holding Gandalf's staff? I, I haven't seen it. If it is, I'll have to search for it. I think it's on that Pornhub thing. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. handling so it. So I don't know. Weapon? I'm trying to think of something. I don't know. I'm... Why, is there a weapon that's... I don't know. It can't be... There's a, there's a thousand of them out there. Oh, yeah, I know. There's easy. too many is kind of the problem. That's why I'm trying to whittle yeah, it down in my head. You what have is to think the... about the, like, the popularity. It's almost like a popularity contest. Yeah, for Twitter it is. Yeah. yeah so, everybody, every main show has its... 
you know, yeah, ultimate because weapon. nobody's gonna, nobody has to take their choice take and defend Arrow's it next bow. Week. It's just a bow. <laughs> yep. Again, that's yeah, again, it's, wheel, yeah, it's it's not the. That's why I'm saying it's hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get him to let go of Gandalf's staff first. <laughs> well, see, Frostmourne, you could put in any, you could put it in anybody's hand. Though. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah. Oh, what is all right? So how about the. Uh, I'm just gonna pick something because we're going long on this. I'm gonna pick the sword of a uh, gray skull that oh, turns Adam into He Man. Gotcha. So it could it could pow- possess anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody would have powers. the yeah. Anybody has the power of He Man. That's true. Or do I take because okay? So what's that get you though? That gets you the power of He Man. Yeah. It shoots out. Yeah, a blaster. <laughs> you can Captain Planet Ring, man. <laughs> I know. I was like, there's more shit than that because it sounds cool. Like, yeah, fuck, I'm He Man. But now I'm like, I'm yeah, you're He Man. <laughs> yeah, you're just He Man. <laughs> just, just I'm have, gonna take that one back. <laughs> just have all all five rings. Uh, yeah, Captain oh, Planet. Oh, the glove, dude. The Infinity Gauntlet. The Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, I'm taking that one. There, there you, you go. go. Actually, oh, can, man, can that's I? Very <laughs> Infinity no, you Gaunt. can't change it. <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah, you can change away. Go ahead. Okay, I, but not taking the Infinity Gauntlet. No, I no, got no. Joey's uh, gonna lay claim to the Infinity yeah, Gauntlet. I got that one. Can I do like any of the lantern rings from yeah. the lantern yes. cores? Which one? All of them. All of them. <laughs> you can't use all of them. Though. Okay. Um, I I personally love the red lanterns because uh, okay. they're just rage. So. They can do all unlimited constructs. So, so the yep, Infinity yeah. Gauntlet's probably the most powerful. Yeah. yeah. Of the, well, I don't know, man. Lich yeah. King Sword. Yeah, but uh, if you have the Infinity Gauntlet, you don't have to see an uh, Frostmourne well, we'll Sword. Bring, we'll all get our arguments for. Yeah, and you don't if you if in the if over the course of the next really. week, yeah, <laughs> you, you come up with something that you want to argue other than this. Oh, I'm then. sure anyone that listens to the show will have their pick of. Well, here's what we're going to need then. Think is the greatest. We are going to put up the poll tomorrow. It'll run through noon Central Time on Friday, just like always. Uh, you can go on to Twitter at PGTC Podcast and vote for any one of these four, or you can leave us your comment uh, on that Twitter poll with what you would choose as the greatest pop culture handheld type weapon. You can't pick the Death Star because you can't handhold that, but. Uh, yeah, a pocket, pocket Death Star. You could put Poppy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you do see somebody has already do, done your choice, don't just go, okay, well, it's on there and be done with it. Vote for it. <laughs> yeah, vote for it. So, you know, or say, I agree underneath the comment or do whatever. Yeah, yeah you can I find s- it on. I second that. Yeah, yeah just something. Yeah. Don't just go. Oh, it's on there. Well, that's good because we need the votes. Yep. Yep. we got to know who's going to win it. Yep. So you can vote on Twitter. We'll also uh, open up suggestions and we'll count them if you send us a suggestion by email. Pop goes the email at gmail dot com uh, or on Facebook at facebook dot com slash pop goes the culture podcast. If you forget those, you can find all of that and more on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. dot com. Go in this week and vote, and that will be our uh, deep dive topic for next week, greatest pop culture weapons. And for the conversation, we may open it up to all weapons in general and talk about them, but uh, but this is your, cool. your Twitter poll to vote on. Uh, we will be back for our show on Tuesday, as long as it's, you're not having to catch up on Moen. Shouldn't be. I'm caught up right now. Okay. So we will uh, talk Tuesday about what's going on over the weekend, and before that, on Monday, we'll have our uh, special bonus interview episode with the writers from Legends of Tomorrow. They'll Can't be wait. talking about the season three finale. 
and we'll be live streaming some World of Warcraft tonight. We'll be trying we to will. find a couple mounts. So that all kinds of ways you can find us. And again, Kenny's <laughs> joining us. And uh, <laughs> and again, like, we're, like I said, we're looking to put together some more. Uh, weekly episodes and shows so if there's something you're passionate about let us know and we'll try to find a way to work that into future all you hokomaniacs <laughs> and we're watching wrestlemania this weekend because i'm not i got a i got a hookup i got a free wrestlemania for oh, the weekend yep you watching it out here or are you watching it? I'll probably watch it out here because <laughs> everybody else will be doing their own thing in there are you coming over to watch wrestlemania tomorrow night <laughs> you coming over to watch wrestlemania tomorrow night no all right i don't if i knew them then i would but well, it's it's well, you know what? Before each Hulk match, Hulk Hogan's not there anymore. <laughs> no, and it, the Hulkamania has died inside me. <laughs> well, then you need to put something else in its place. Yeah, I have work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you're not working tomorrow night after the sun goes down. You're not. I might. Yeah, and it's seven hours long. So you want to? <laughs> I got you, a different shift. They'll give you. A, they'll give you a one out, or they'll give we'll you a one minute kinda, uh, lead up to every match ahead of time. So <laughs> gotta make them dollars on the counter. <laughs> there you go. Not on a Sunday though. <laughs> Nobody paying hey, on man, Sunday. What time does it start? You know? Oh, I would guess six. I have yeah, five maybe because they'll throw those battle royals in before that. So I don't know, five, five or six. I don't know. Are we fixing dinner and eating out here and watching WrestleMania, getting some pizzas or something? And yeah, that'd be cool. I'm fine with that. All right, so here's the deal: if you're local to this area, Southwest Missouri, Ozark in particular. And you're dying for some WrestleMania. I guess we'll have it on here in the studio tomorrow <laughs> evening. Bring some food. Send us an email. Bring at Pop goes you email bring the food and the beers, and we can let you watch the <laughs> yeah, show. So you can watch WrestleMania for free with us. The Pop Goes the Culture crew minus Dusty. Because he's going to be like, dollars. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not coming if Dusty's not there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll open it up. It'll be, uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll do it out here and in the studio. And if somebody's interested and you want to come watch some WrestleMania, bring some some groceries and something to drink and uh, and, and let us know ahead of time <laughs> on Twitter. Cottage cheese, there's bananas, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> some groceries <laughs> you just say snacks man snacks not groceries you should bring a gallon of milk and some cookies some hot or whatever <laughs> there you go you boys got to eat now <laughs> but let us know ahead of time RSVP uh, by noon tomorrow yeah so we'll, we'll put to get the show out, out at noon tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh the RSVP is too late now now let us know if you're coming over and we'll watch some Wrestlemania and we'll talk about the results on uh, next week's show and we'll jump into uh, talking about our uh, weapons pop culture weapons next week anything else you guys got I forgot yeah I now I just thought of like the better weapon well, you're going to have to save it for next week's All show. Right. All right. Save it for then. All right. Well, that's it for this week. It's been a long one. It's been a good two and a half hour show, which we knew it would be. We had a lot of clips and a lot of stuff to go through. So uh, for this week, uh, again, I've been Joey Mills with GeekDad.com, and you are still Kenny Wright with Freedom Hunter Graphics. And over here is the Hulkamaniac. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and over here, uh, Odin with Freedom Hydrographics as well. <laughs> All righty, then. That's it. Have a good week. We'll catch you guys on Monday or Tuesday or next Saturday. Let See us. ya. Or See at the us. WrestleMania tomorrow night. <laughs> See ya. Woo!